Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Good lord, what is loud enough <clears throat> in this room today to constantly have my microphone picking it up? Do I even want to know? I don't know. Everything is on fire today. It's one of those days. I don't know if it's like a full moon or like somebody fucking sacrificed a, a goat to Satan today. I have no idea, but everything all at once is on fire, typically. But we got it sorted, we're here! It's another Technical Alpha Podcast. Glad you could join us today. Got a uh, great show lined up for you. Uh, we were away last week because I had a uh, job interview that got scheduled in uh, semi-last minute... Let me post that. Semi-last minute, um, right overlapping... The podcast, because as as we've mentioned before, as soon as we move this podcast to this time slot, everything in the world now happens, specifically at 3 p.m. Eastern Time on a Thursday, without fail. It's just the way it goes. But the interview went well. Uh, went uh, it went uh, very well, and um, hearing back from them. Uh, either sometime, uh, should be sometime this coming week, they are in the midst of a, uh, marketing thing, and they're in the midst, midst of a, uh, a big marketing push for something, and so the office is on, is also on fire for them, and, uh, they needed, uh, some time to get through that before finalizing, uh, whether or not, uh, they're gonna bring me in, and then pay structure and all that other stuff, but it's looking, it's looking pretty good, uh, and, uh, beyond just saying that it's, it's a marketing thing, it would just be, it's a contracted deal, um, four to six months, and, uh, and then the hope is, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta impress them enough that they then go to the president and convince them that it has to be a full-time permanent position instead of contracted, so that I don't have to go fucking submitting more applications for more jobs in other places in four to six months, ideally. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. There we go. Uh, yeah, another great show otherwise. I've uh, got some good stuff to talk about. Lots happened in the last uh, couple of weeks. We'll touch on uh, some of it. Really, there's, you know, there's the elephant in the room, and then there's the slightly uh, legally distinct version of that elephant also in the room. So we get to talk about, uh, about that. But before we do... Not to inter uh, interrupt Mr. Black checking on uh, RP Reddit right now to make sure that OTT is still in the positive. Mr. Black, how was your week? <laughs> uh, my week was all right. That's good. It was, yeah, it was all right. It was all right. Um, let me see here. Sorry. Uh, there we go. That sounds better. Um, yeah, no, it was good. I just been streaming, grinding, doing mm. my thing. Nothing exploded uh, after we installed the, the CPU. No, That's no, good. It's actually uh, it's actually working really well. I'm actually very happy we decided to <laughs> not spend six grand. Yes. <laughs> so what did I do? I went I went and I I I ordered a new desk. Um, right, right. You were talking about that. Yeah, for the for the low low price of thirty one hundred and fifty dollars. Um, is this- is this desk made of ebony? What the fuck is this desk made of? Unobtainium? Pretty much. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I- you know, I got- I got real, you know, hardwood, you know, I got okay. a, sort of matching the- the floor here. Okay. Um, 
it's a standy desk, so it goes up and down. Right, 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 right. Custom, so it can fit this wall. And it's got all kinds of bells and whistles, bro. It's got a foot hammock underneath it. It's got all the stupid fucking shit that you could, you could, you could ever, you could ever want. So, uh, so that's on its way. Um, so yeah, uh, that that's pretty much that's pretty much it. I had a birthday there on. The, you did. Uh, on Monday was it? Oh, three days ago. Yeah, three days ago um, now. Yep. Yep. So I turned thirty-seven. Mm. Didn't really do a didn't really do a whole lot. Just kind of. Streamed all day and chilled and Typical. had ice cream. Um, oh, real it, real ice cream? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you committed to it? Yeah. Did yeah, you re- yeah. did I, you re- I, did you regret it afterwards, or was this, or did you survive the onslaught? I, after it was, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was all right. It was all right. I um, I have these pills that I take. So like, if I eat, oh, you're things, doing like lactate pills. No, it's not lactate pills. These ones, oh. it's a, it's, a, it's, it's a different, it's a different type of pill. But it basically just h- helps with like bloating and um, all this, these symptoms that I get from eating certain foods. So you know, I pop a couple of those. You know, eat the food. <laughs> it's, it's, it still kind of sucks, but it's not nearly as bad. Right. Um. So you know, splurge. Well, there you a go. Bit. There you go. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta give, you know, you gotta splurge a little bit. That's fine. Uh, yeah, geez, other than, uh, you know, what happened the last couple of weeks here, I mean, obviously, so I, I had two, you know, a couple of interviews, I did, uh, Jeff's, uh, computer, uh, upgrade, uh, that went, m- as, you know, mostly smooth, <laughs> mostly, we only had, we, only, we only had just a minor hiccup, it was very weird, it didn't want to, when we, I, I immediately swapped the CPU before updating the BIOS, because, when I did it on mine, we have, both of us have similar AM4 boards, I, um, it still let me get into the BIOS to update, to, or to, into, into the, um, um, yeah, to get into the, the, the Eufy, uh, to update the BIOS, and, uh, his board didn't want that, he, it, it said, no, you're not allowed, go fuck yourself, so I had to, I had to take the, CPU back out, put the old CPU back in, update the BIOS, and then pull it back out and put the new CPU back in. But other than that, it went very smoothly. I was actually thankful. And even more so that a week and a half, two weeks later, it's so still running still running as intended. I made the joke, I said, I gotta do everything while I'm here because I don't want to be halfway home and have and have Jeff hit my phone up going, It's this guys, but it's on fire! So thankfully it's not. It's good. We saved six thousand dollars, which meant he got to spend half of that on a fucking desk. <laughs> God damn it. That's such Bro, an expensive desk. There's so much dude, and the thing was is is I looked <laughs> to many, many places. Like yeah. here locally, I went to every possible place. Uh, and the, the the problem was it's 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 the dimensions that here well you're trying to do an l desk that fits your nook specifically correct which which is which is a problem um and you know they're they're these these desks like if you get a high quality one right you you know you don't want i've had this desk for like seven or eight years and like this is just a shitty desk that you get from staples but you know it worked but um you know i really want to start standing up like at least an hour or two a day yeah so you know getting one that is the hydraulics and then They've got all kinds of fucking shit you could buy for these things. Like you can get like built-in USB C and USB. Exactly, it was literally what Adam's doing. Um, I just I realized I started lowering my desk and I forgot I had my fucking chair underneath of it. That almost went horribly fucking wrong. We're okay. Nothing exploded. 
we're good. But yeah, no, I, I, there's all there's all kinds of 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 stuff. Obviously, it's very very high quality. It better be. It's got a 15 year warranty, so it's it's literally like a one and done. Um, but yeah, I looked everywhere. <laughs> I looked at the reason why it also costs so much is like seven hundred dollars of it is shipping. So literally shipping seven hundred bucks because yeah. it comes from the states, and they ah. they have they have a Canadian um site that does custom desk work, but I I customized one desk and then I customized mm. the other desk and it was a hundred and fifty dollar difference from the okay. U.S. one and the Canadian one. Right. I went with the U.S. one because it I got infinitely more bells and whistles and it was just higher quality. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna I'm gonna bite the bullet. And um, yeah, yeah. It was is five. It's five hundred bucks for shipping because it's it's heavy it's like it's full it's oh a full it's heavy blown, oh yeah it's heavy it's, as fuck. it's a lot of metal a lot of hardwood a lot of a lot of and parts. you're probably paying like border fees too That's coming it, across yeah, it gets, exactly exactly yeah. so yeah. um but i mean even without those fees and shit i mean it's still it's still like a 2500 desk it's, it's oh, not yeah. a cheap desk right well you're getting but, real wood um, which is a lot of it too because as soon as yeah. you put real wood on something the price immediately skyrockets yeah. so not surprising. So yeah, decided to splurge on that since we saved quite a bit on the PC. Um, I'm gonna. There's a few other things I'm doing. I'm gonna order some new monitors, but I'm gonna wait until I get the desk and have everything set up. Kind of see like what fits what, what looks good. Mm. There's a bunch of accessories I gotta buy. I gotta buy a bunch of extenders because obviously the the, the desk is gonna go up and down. Yep. Um. So, so I gotta do that. Um. Yeah. There's just a few things I'm doing. Just kind of upgrading as a as a whole. I'm gonna get all new overlays and shit for the stream. And uh, I'm actually gonna, you know, try and make my stream look pretty good this year. So, see wonderful. Happens. Let's go. That's been my Let's week. Let's go. Um, let me know. I know you said extenders and stuff. I, I and just apropos of 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 that, uh, the I do have spare USB extension extension cables here. So if you just want. Okay couple of those otherwise with like any other cable don't try to extend hdmi or display port just buy longer hdmi and display port one no, it will be cheaper just, yeah just buy I'm new just cables getting a full longer cable yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But, oh, I, I think there's just a few devices that could use an extender like you know it's like my audio interface or yes because the, the some of the cords that they come with they're just they're not they're not long like they barely fit now from yeah. like the desk all the way down. Yeah, there's like fucking, three and a half foot fucking cables exactly. or some shit. You know, you jack this thing up, you know, three feet, and it's like, there ain't a chance in hell, right? So. <laughs> Does it have, it's a very fancy desk. Does it have uh, a USB hub built into it anywhere at the top? It does. It does. Okay, so, so that got, might help you a bit. <laughs> yeah, they got, um, it's once again, it was customizable. So like you can <laughs> get built in USB-C, USB, uh, Thunderbolt. Um, they've got, um like plugins into mm -hmm. the desk as well um basically dude it's 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 like a fucking little car amazing priced but hey we're going <laughs> for it wonderful uh yeah so other than, other than that i mean geez uh over here on my side so i did jeff's thing stole his wallet inadvertently sorted that out came home uh and then the rest of the time this uh this week was Pal World, which we're gonna talk about uh for a bit. That's probably the biggest thing that's happened in gaming here in the last two weeks is Pal World. Uh and uh, so I've been playing a, a, a ton of that. And uh I cleaned up. I finally took the time. Mark stopped by. I had so much shit for him 
uh, here to take off my hands. I, I finally got the time to sit down and wipe all the old hard drives I had, a bunch of like one terabyte Western Digital black drives that I used to use for, you know, like TV stuff or whatever. Now I have my network drive that's wholly separate. So all these drives were laying around and I didn't want to just throw them away because they had a bunch of shit on them. So I sat down and said, fuck it, finally, let's do it. And I took like three days because it takes fucking forever moving everything off of those drives. I do some of the like old lag TV shit I found on these drives, just fucking ancient shit. There was stuff I wish I was going to, I could find, but I didn't. So like lag TV, dear lag TV one and two is still lost to like the fucking ether. Uh, I like those are gone. I have three. So I have dear lag TV three. And then I have test footage from when we were setting that setup up. So I have like some random test videos of us like, Fucking, uh, young, chubby, brace-faced Jeff, and, uh, much more hair-full Adam. Uh, and in that lighting setup, I looked like I hadn't slept in fucking nine months. Eyes were sunk into the back of my head. I looked like a meth head. It was fucking terrible. But yeah, lots of, uh, stuff like that. I found, like, uh, all just a whack of stuff. So it was, that was kind of fun. But yeah, wiped them all. And so that and, like, old computer and a bunch of stuff that he could use cleared out the back. Then I finally cleared out this area behind my office here and put down some rubber matting I bought at Costco because they just randomly had it. Uh, and so the exercise space is, is starting to actually be built out uh, back there finally. And then what else did I do? Oh, I, I have the, this, you can't see it right now, but I set up uh, stuff for my chair so I can do mouse and keyboard gaming from my, my big chair on the TV, which helps when my legs and feet are fucked. What else happened? Uh, oh, and then yesterday. So randomly, I got, like, you know how there, our healthcare system here in Nova Scotia works. It's like Canada's healthcare is already a little, you know, it's there. If you're dying, you're going to be okay. But ev- for everyone else, there's MasterCard. And I say that almost literally. But they, um, like, two years ago, I had a bunch of nerve issues where, like, you could draw a line down the middle of my body. My whole right side was weird, pins, needles. Uh, uh, my, I lost like a little bit of grip strength and stuff in my right hand. It was all fucking weird. And, uh, so I had gone through a bunch of tests. I'd gone to a neurologist. Uh, I ended up seeing like the head neurologist, uh, here in the province. She ran a bunch of, uh, tests on me. Everything seemed to come up relatively clear. So she was, she was like, well, it could very well be something as stupid as you have managed to consecutively sleep on one side so long. You've now impinged nerves down the entire right side of your body, but just to be safe, MRI and I was like great awesome so she put in for the MRI I forgot about it two years later this week last week no it was, yeah two weeks ago uh, just for the podcast me- fucking letter shows up in the mail I was like what the fuck is this what are we getting mail from the the, the NSHA for I opened it up and it's like congratulations you won congratulations. the lottery you're getting your yeah. MRI two years after it was put in and so I was like Jesus Christ okay fine whatever uh so like that issue like eventually resolved itself and um it did seem to be mostly nerve impingement from um, positions I was either sleeping in or sitting in and stuff, and it just so happened to, like, literally fuck one side of my body. Because I haven't had that since. Uh, however, uh, M was like, I mean, my god, it takes forever to get an MRI, and even if you were to pay for one, it's like, you know, two grand to get an MRI. It's fucking expensive as shit. So she was like, just take it. Take it for fun. And I was like, alright, fine, fuck it. So last night, <laughs> I went in and got my MRI. <laughs> um, uh, it was quite experienced. It was my first one. Have you ever had an MRI? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you have one. So I, I like I knew I knew mostly what to expect, you know, going into the machine, whatever. The, I'm not claustrophobic, so that doesn't bother me at all. And I knew it's a loud machine, but yeah. uh, I was surprised. 
clunk. Well, like, well, well, yeah, loud. it's like clunking and stuff, but like, but like, it, it was the range of sounds was kind of impressive. Like every image that they took was a different like tone. They give you earplugs and shit because it's loud as fuck. Uh, but it was like it sounded like a shitty dubstep concert. Like every fucking like every fucking. <laughs> it was fucking nuts. Uh, and I was in there because they were doing my head and my neck. So I was in there for 30 straight minutes of just listening to this shit dubstep music. Uh, and I was ready to get the fuck out after that. Not, not for claustrophobia, but if I had to listen to the fucking sounds for any longer, I was going to go fucking... Hey, bro, did they not play music for you? Because when I was there, they were like, what music do you like? And they would, they'd ask me, and then... I, oh, really? Like, okay. And I was like, yeah, they're like, what kind of music? And then they would... They would They'd have this loud music playing. You just listen to music. Oh, seriously? Oh no, I got I got raw dog. They gave I me some shitty earplugs. Mine happened in Turo, so. Oh yeah. yeah, they're probably a different company because there's a company that's set up in the hospital in Halifax, and then Turo's probably a different a different company. But yeah, they came in. They're really good. They came in, sat down, uh, sat down. You do the whole the whole spiel. Gave me like those shitty little like you know compression earplugs that really only half pl like plugged my ears. So I was just, I was still getting basically deafened by the fucking machine, uh, and then yeah no no nothing like that. They like occasionally would pipe in in between sets and be like the next images are gonna take about uh, six minutes. I was like all right cool, and then it was just six minutes of shitty Skrillex until like the next fucking set, set of images. But yeah, it was quite a quite an experience, uh, and uh, I can't wait to see if I still have a brain. It's basically all we're waiting for. We'll find out if I all still right. have gray matter. That was the show. That was my entire that was my entire time. Uh, and so now let's get to it. Let's talk about a little bit of video game news. We're on a relatively short timeline because M just got M M is in a slightly new position for the next two months. Fancy upgraded role where they pay her basically no money but give her a bunch of responsibility, <clears throat> which means she has to be in work earlier tonight because they're having staffing issues. Hey! Well, then let's hammer it. So let's hammer it out this week. Microsoft held their developer direct, uh, or less last week, I should say, uh, last Thursday, actually, again, because everything happens on a Thursday, literally overlapping the podcast. Uh, so last week, developer direct, uh, and we got to see some of the games in development for the console and, of course, for Game Pass. We saw the much-invested-in Avowed, that's that Skyrim-esque RPG from Obsidian, uh, that Microsoft has been putting a lot of a lot of marketing behind, a lot of weight on, like the whole, like, we don't have... Excuse me, we don't have exclusives. And so every time somebody says that, they're like, well, avowed! And so they, like, they're showing off avowed again. And I gotta keep it a buck, it literally looks like a Skyrim mod. Which is fine, because Skyrim... Modded Skyrim is a relatively good time. There's a reason why they keep selling bajillions of copies, it's a pretty good time. But it's also 2024, and I don't know if I just want another Skyrim mod. And so we're gonna have to wait and see if Obsidian brings the, uh, brings the goods when it comes to story and all that other shit that comes along with an RPG. Uh, they also had a really neato splash screen, it looked really good. The key art for it, uh, I should say, was, was really nice. But otherwise, it looked mid. I just gotta keep it 100, it looks super fucking mid. Uh, not something that we should have been hearing about for like four straight years. The build-up, uh, that's not gonna be much of a payoff unless they pull off something crazy. Which, hopefully they do. Uh, then we got the, uh, the other endless, uh, announcement, Senua's Saga Hellblade 2, which I feel like I've been hearing about since before I lost my hair. Uh, and it's really fucking, it's like, every, every Xbox event, they had a new developer diary, where they just had, like, really high-quality, like, fucking, like, Christopher Nolan filming their into, like, their studios, where they were like, this is, 
look at the motion capture and, and how amazing the actors and actresses are and holy fuck the game's gonna be incredible and like four straight years of just that over and over again finally a release date it's coming out may 21st of this year pretty soon actually which means they're likely actually going to release it on that date that's close enough to uh have me believe there won't be any delays for that and then we're gonna finally see if this is truly the masterpiece that they've been cooking uh, or if they've just been fluffing our shit for the last four years, uh, and we'll find out soon enough. Uh, it feels like Xbox hasn't been able to really put anything going, or get anything going in Japan since the 360 era. You'll remember Mr. Black back in the day, they made, they tried to make a push where they had, like, Blue Dragon, which was, uh, some of the Dragon Ball, uh, art team was on that game. Uh, Lost Odyssey, and a few others, they made, they had a big run, trying desperately to break into Japan, and it's like they just gave up. They're like, nah, fuck, fuck it. And we never saw any of those games make a comeback, no other real major attempts. And then the Xbox One era, Don Matrix said, Japan who? And now here we are again, Xbox is trying to maybe make a, a little bit of a move to get more of a foothold in a spot where they just can't seem to break into. Uh, and we're getting it in the form of the first... Uh, Mana game in 15 years. This one is called Visions of Mana, which is launching this summer uh, and is coming to the Xbox as well as the PC. Uh, and uh, as I said, there's the first entry in the series in some 15 years. Did you play the, the SNES Mana stuff? Do you have Legend of Mana have, back there? Yeah, I have it, but I don't. I haven't played them. I played the SNES, uh, the SNES one... Um, oh god, when was that? That was a couple years ago now. Somebody finally convinced me, like, just go play it, because I hadn't played it before, and they were like, it's one of the greatest games ever made. And I was like, well, fuck me, I better play it then. And I played it, and I was like, man, I don't know if this is one of the greatest games ever made. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, I don't know if it is. I mean, uh, it, maybe it just didn't age all that well, but alright. Um... Uh, however, we're getting this, and I gotta, I gotta be honest, what we saw for this one, uh, is it basically just looks like a pretty generic, cel-shaded, open-world JRPG-ish thing. It looked, it looked like, uh, it looked like it was approaching Genshin Impact visuals, but less cel-shaded. I don't know how else to, how else to describe it. Either way, will this sell Xboxes in Japan? No. Probably <laughs> No, probably, <laughs> probably not. Probably not. It might sell a couple, but like Japan is almost checked out of everything in general, except for like Nintendo at this point and a couple of PlayStations. Uh, then we got uh, the next entry into the 4X genre uh, and headed up by X Civilization folks. Ara History Untold is coming this fall, which means it's coming in 2025. Uh, and I mean, it looked like Civilization. So if you like Civilization, you're into 4X. More stuff is coming. You'll be able to enjoy another series in the genre. Uh, and then lastly, and this one would have been a surprise if it wasn't semi-leaked or full-on leaked in a couple of different instances in the last calendar year, uh, we got a relatively extensive look at Machine Games' Indiana Jones and the Great Circle, which is launching this fall, which means, again, probably 2025. Uh, this is, again, Machine Games of Wolfenstein fame, the more recent new Wolfenstein games. Uh, which means they are definitely prepared for this game because they specialize in punching Nazis in the face. That's kind of their entire fucking shtick. Wolfenstein, uh, all they had to do was replace, you know, uh, 
what's his name, uh, uh, B.J. Blaskovich or whatever his name is with uh, Harrison Ford. Boom. Indiana Jones. Add in a moving boulder. Bob's your uncle. Uh, it does. It looks. It looks exactly. I say that because it looks exactly like Wolfenstein, except they have Harrison Harrison Ford in there and as Indiana Jones uh, doing his thing. Did I say Harrison Jones earlier? No, I think I'm, you said Harrison Ford. Did I? Okay, good. Thank God. If I've not, done that, you know what? If you said Harrison Jones, it's okay. Right. I feel like I feel like that's a Warcraft meme too. Harrison Jones being it's a thing that was like a joke, um, and then that was that was it for the direct. I got it was kind of it was kind of a yawn. It was a prolonged yawn. Nothing particularly exciting, which is kind of just par for the course for Xbox. And so it's not shocking then that they would follow last week up with uh, 1,900 layoffs this week announced today across their entire Xbox division, although the majority of this, of course, is centered around uh, the Activision Blizzard acquisition. So Activision Blizzard is taking, I would imagine, the bulk of the cuts here. Uh, So of the 22,000 employees that are currently under the gaming division at Microsoft and Xbox, uh, as I said, 1,900 will be let go, including for Blizzard's side, Mike Ibarra. He's no longer going to be there at the company. And as per usual, which has been kind of the way that things have gone here for the last couple of years in the industry, uh, most of the people that are getting fired are finding out about all this happening via social media. Before they're even notified by the company, they're just, they're logging in and they're seeing that, like, Microsoft is laying off 1,900 people. And so it's just everyone in the company sitting around waiting to find out if they're one of the people that are keeping their job or if they're being uh, laid off. Uh, I don't know why this keeps happening, but my god, they are bad at fucking doing this shit. I don't know why it's so difficult, but they, uh, they struggle with it. Uh, no, further than that, Riot also announced substantial layoffs this week. Uh, but what people have been pointing out is the stark difference between the severance packages, uh, that these, these layoffs are getting between Microsoft and Riot specifically. So, while Riot is providing an absolutely substantial package that, and you can see the list, they've listed, uh, uh, they've listed this online, a substantial package that includes stuff like six months of pay, healthcare continuation for that six months, equity in the company carries uh, over, they, they get to keep uh, and manage their equity that they had in the company, a computer to help them find more work if needed, so a new laptop, career support, visa support if there was somebody that was here on some form of work visa, uh, and more. The list actually goes on from there. Meanwhile, uh, Phil Spencer in his, in his announcement when he put it out today said, uh, he, he said two things that stood out to me that were just really unfortunate, uh, and not, not something that I'm used to, you know, Phil Spencer holding such a massive, massive L, but uh, not that he was the one that made this decision, I'm sure. <clears throat> but he said that Microsoft will be providing severance packages up to local law standards, which means they're giving the, ex- the absolute legal minimum <laughs> to anyone that's getting cut at Microsoft and not a penny more. Good day, sir. And then he followed that up with good luck to everyone affected, which is funny at the end. Of the- <laughs> it's like, I know good he luck. means well, I know he means well, but good luck is not the phrase to use uh, at the end of that fucking message. That's harsh. That's like, here, take the absolute legal minimum. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's just good luck. Like- You'll need it. 
So, you know, that was a little fucking, that was a little fucking rough to watch for sure. Uh, now, obviously, with this, this is a combination of two things. This is layoffs happening the same that it's happening everywhere else, in conjunction with layoffs happening from a merger, which always happens anyway. Because there's always going to be overlap between the two companies, uh, and when you're dealing with, like, 22,000 plus people, you, you can lose 1,900 people, and... And in a normal merger, let alone with like the way the market is right now, where everyone's losing work to begin with. So really shitty, fucking awful, especially given that Riot is obviously taking care of their people way better than Microsoft is. But, uh, but you know, uh, uh, shitty, but not surprising, I guess, on all, on all counts, both that they're happening. And also, I'm not shocked that Microsoft is being incredibly stingy after having just spent 72 billion fucking dollars on this, on this buyout. They couldn't afford a couple months of severance pay for the fucking employees. They're like, all right, 72 billion here, 500 million for Bobby Kotick. Good luck to everyone else. Get fucked. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) <laughs> so shit. Uh, so yeah, highly unfortunate to say the least. And 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 in much the same way that Phil said, on, honestly, good luck to those who are affected because you need it if you're finding out via social media that that shit's coming. That is brutal. Uh, beyond that, oh here we go. All right, so Pal World. This is this is the one that's been basically commanding all the attention on social media, all the attention on YouTube, all the attention everywhere. Fucking hell, just. Everyone is talking about and playing Pal World <clears throat> at the moment. That's what it feels like. Uh, and they just seem to keep getting more and more uh, steam behind them. Uh, no pun intended. As this continues to, uh, to rock just about uh, all the charts at the moment. So Pal World, we actually first found out about this game and there were many memes about it back when they had their first trailer a couple years back. Like I want to say this was like two years ago. It might even been three at this point. And it was literally labeled immediately Pokemon with guns, because that's essentially what it, it, what it, what the trailer was, was Pokemon with guns. And the reality is that is what it is in, in the current form. It's Pokemon with guns. Survival game. So, uh, you know, everyone, I was aware of the game for sure, uh, and I knew it was coming. And, uh, I, but I had semi-forgotten about it, because when I saw that first trailer years ago, I thought to myself... And I probably even said it out loud a few times. I said, there's no fucking way. There's no shot that this actually gets to release. There is no universe in which the most litigious fucking gaming company on the planet that that partially owns Pokemon and, and protects that brand with everything that they've got is going to allow Pokemon with guns to get off the ground. Well, here we are. They did, <laughs> and and uh, and and whether they whether they you know uh, thought it was going to be a flop or not, well, it's not. Uh, and any hope of them being able to uh, to make anything legal out of this, other than maybe some similarities uh, that they could argue over some uh, some character models, they're pretty fucked at this point. They're not going to be able to move on it very much. Uh, and so now all they have to do is sit back and power just has to make, world has to make sure that when they have mods, Pokemon's not involved so that they don't get sued into the ground for supporting mods that have Pokemon in the game, which has already happened. And Nintendo legal moved in and removed the mods immediately because the guy was dumb enough to charge money for him. Can you imagine the fucking sack on an individual 
knowing how fucking on the tr- like trigger happy Nintendo and Pokemon Co are for suing or takedown notices and going, you know what? I'm gonna wake up today. I'm gonna choose violence. I'm gonna fucking have Pokemon mods for Power World and charge money for that shit. What was the game plan? What was the game to the end? What was the end game there? Were they thinking, oh, this will be fine? They're not gonna come just after me. Make, make a ton of money very quickly before it gets shut down. That's it. <laughs> Holy shit. Anyway, so that's gone. So the game is out. Um, I'm sure everyone has heard about it at this point, but if you haven't, I'll give you the briefest of rundowns. It, if you wanted to say Pokemon with guns, you wouldn't be you be, wouldn't be far off. But the reality of the situation is that it is a it is at its core a survival game. So it is like a um, you know an ar- its arc would probably be the closest comparison of all the survival genre. So it's more like Pokemon arc guns. That's kind of what you have. Uh, and and as it turns out, if you do that, and the game is even remotely competent and doesn't fall apart at the seams, a lot of people would like to play that. <laughs> as it as it turns out, uh, not shocking because I mean, Mr. Black, I'm I'm sure even you you have seen it for years, having played some Pokemon games yourself. How long have people been asking for open world, proper open world, Pokemon? Just as that alone. Big map, open world, Pokemon out in the wild. How people ask it forever. We got that sort of with the last game and a half that Game Freak put out. Here's the problem. Those games were fucking goddamn terrible. They look like shit. They run like ass. As Pokemon games, they weren't even that good. So if you're just comparing them amongst other Pokemon games, they were bad. And now here comes this relatively small small dev dev crew that at the time for an artist was hiring like some kid that was working part-time at a local bodega that just did some artwork on the side. And now they've got now they've got this absolute monster on their hands, no pun, because look, all you have to do is like they they did an interview and they were like, listen, we're not trying to be unique. They just said it outright. They're like, we're not. We're not in this to make a unique game. We want to make a fun game. That's our goal. Is the game fun? And how many? How often have we said on this podcast for years? What do people want, Mister Black? They want good games. They just want good games. Good That's games it. are typically fun. That's all they want. Do they give a shit that there are some models in this game that look strikingly similar to Pokemon games? No. No, they don't care. No, of course they don't give they a don't fuck. Care. You know what they care about? They care about the fact that they finally have the vision of riding on the back of of legally distinct fucking, like, Palgia as they fly across a 16 by 16, like a 16 square kilometer fucking massive map, catching other Pokemon that you can also, like, they, like, and, and it's full rails off. Like, you can catch other trainers for fuck's sake. You can butcher the trainers for their, their flesh if you're a cannibal. Like, you can do damn near anything in this bitch. And so everyone's like, holy fuck, finally. And it's really, uh, it's really a sign of like, what, what, what has, what has Game Freak and Nintendo left on the table for like 20 years? Because well, they ain't going to leave it on the table anymore. Well, I hope not. That was my question. Because I mean, I've been yapping this whole time. I want to ask you, Mr. Black, because you stopped in, you saw it. And I'm sure you've seen it on your timeline too. You have a, a pretty decent idea of what the game is. Do you see Game Freak and Nintendo 
I, th- I mean, I'm sure they knew that it would be successful if they did it themselves. But they didn't do it. And we could talk about those reasons, I'm sure. But do you think that Nintendo will and Game Freak will will pay attention to this and actually use it themselves? Or do you think that they're just going to continue to truck on because they said they tend to sell 20 million copies anyway? Or does this change the game? What do you think? I don't think we're going to get them to go all the way to where Power World is. But I think we're going to get a medium way. So I think we're going to see an iteration of Pokemon that is open world, survival-like, but still keeping the same tropes that they normally have. It'll be much more linear, but it will feel open. I think that they're going to do that. They they almost have to because they basically they basically got a big dick, the new big dick. So like they have to. They can't they can't ignore this, right? And they can't sue their way out of this. Like this 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 is real now. And um, you know, they do do they have to like publicly acknowledge the game? No, I don't think they're gonna they're they're gonna say, you know, oh, congratulations, Power World, you know, uh blah blah blah. They ain't gonna do any of that. They they're not gonna say, oh, you know, we're 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 changing up our game because of the success of Power World. I think at I think what they'll say is, hey, you guys have been wanting this thing. We've actually been working on this already, even though they probably haven't been. Um, and they'll come out with some sort of middle ground. There won't be guns. It's the the, the it's two Pokemon of course not. PG. I don't even right? think they'll people wanted the guns necessarily. They're just there. No. <laughs> They're no. just there. Uh, you know, you 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 you'll get you'll get a similar experience, but it won't be as in depth. It'll be much more basic. And it'll be much more successful because I because it's the Pokemon name and they're going to figure out a way to make it even more casual because Power World can be pretty in-depth. I've been watching a, a, a bit of it. Late game um, can get cool. can get a little bit like the Factorio almost where you're, where you're like yeah. the production lines and all that stuff. Yeah, it can get a little bit yeah. more in-depth, yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, and it's tough. It's like, you know, it can get be like Dark Souls bad, at you know, depending <laughs> on where you're going, right? Yeah, yeah. So... You know, I think I think what 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 uh, Freak will do is uh, they'll they'll create their own spin on it, um, and and it'll be it'll be very successful, and I think um, I think that this is good overall, not only for gamers because it's fun, um, but it's also gonna force Pokemon to finally innovate to some degree because nobody. Nobody has like stepped in the ring and challenged Mike Tyson, you know what I mean? And actually, you know, knocked him down. And Pokemon took a knockdown here. But Pokemon's still Mike Tyson. He's gonna get up. And he's gonna get up and he's gonna knock somebody the fuck out, right? And, you know, it's it, it Pokemon is not in a place where, you know, Mike Tyson is uh is out of is is in jail. You know he's he's on a downswing. He's all fucked up. You know his career the the best is behind him. I fully believe that Pokemon is going to be here far longer than Power World ever will be. Um, it's it's an absolute massive success. I mean these guys became you know a bagillionaires overnight. Um, and it, and it was simply from the fact that they tapped into something that Pokemon fans specifically people our age 
Yeah, the older demographic, yeah. Right? You know, the millennials that have matured some, you know, quite a bit since being kids, but yet we still, you know, have nostalgia for Pokemon, and there's still, we still have those childlike um, thrills that Pokemon, the, the, the innocence that Pokemon has, but, like, just tapping into more of a mature way um, to deliver the content, and that's what Pal World is. And Power World is still in like beta. It's not even. This is early access. It's early, bro. It's early. <laughs> and now they have all the money in the world to continue to hire a bunch of people, make the game even better, listen more intensely to what's going on. And they probably have two years before there's any type of real competition for what they are doing with the whole pocket monster type you know mm. content that they're that they're making there are tons of other survival games out there that you know mimic sort of what they're doing but without you know the the, the pokemon or the pals they call them um but i still think they've got a solid two years and not only that now you're going to see a bunch of other indie devs not just from the pokemon side like nintendo side but you're going to get you're going to get you know a bunch of these spawned out creature like things um and we'll see where it goes but they're in a they're in a great position so oh. to answer your question yes i think freak is going to do something they have to right yeah so they they did put out a they didn't mention it by name but you know not. when when the game came out you know the first thing that happened was every nintendo knob schlobber the glock glock 9000 nintendo oh. fans went absolutely fucking scorched earth on social media uh the people were just coming up with shit out of nowhere like saying that they had used artificial intelligence to generate like assets and shit with zero fucking zero fucking proof of any of that happening and then they tried to prove that they were using like the same meshes and then in so doing discovered that they weren't using the same meshes they were just like they're finding out that that angry, you know, bro. Pokemon's got a thousand. There's a thousand goddamn Pokemon. They're based on real animals and mythological things, etc. They don't have, they don't have like, they don't have license over all of this shit. They don't have license over um, mini penguin bro with fucking cute buttons yeah. on. Like that's not something that they have like you know any legal standing for. Uh, and, and beyond that, what people were ob ob also discovering as this went on, because everyone en ended up getting, like, catching strays. Digimon was catching strays for a while and shit, because Pokemon fans were just, like, and it was just fucking firing rounds in every They're direction. Angry. Just super angry. angry. And then somebody Fuck was, like, and then somebody put up the image of Dragon Quest yeah, monsters. And Pokemon. And Pokemon, and they went, oh. <laughs> Um, I hate to tell you, Pokemon wasn't the first to do a lot of this shit. They were just nope. the most popular and have con and has right. sustained it. That's the difference between them. That's they, they didn't invent the magical no. fox character like that. That's not a thing that they invented. You no, know, yeah, it reminds me of it. Reminds me of like if somebody you know, it, it, there are Disney families, right? Like so, like yes, you know, you know, you know, you know, like there are families out there that are so hardcore about going to Disney World. And we, I think we talked. We about talked about this like a couple, like couple podcasts ago. ago. Yeah, yeah. That they, that that they they wear the little bunny ears. Oh yeah. They it's they spend twenty grand. It's their personality, they, they, bro. It's 
that's what it is, dude. They become this like magical being of like this like it's like this fantasy that they that they and hey, by all means, whatever floats your boat, whatever makes you happy. Um, I'm not judging you, but what what it's like, it's 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 like if you know, you go to Disney, right? You 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 stand in line for hours, you pay a thousand dollars a day to like fucking have your family out there to go on six rides and eat, you know, uh, <laughs> a couple of meals. Um, and, and that, you know, you, you, you spend everything. And, and what I've been hearing is, is Disney's, you know, getting worse and worse in terms of service and the, the quality of everything's going down. The price are going up. So it's like, it's like a new theme park comes to Florida mm. and it's on the other, it's on the other side somewhere. Mm. <laughs> and instead of, you know, Harry Potter, um, Ville or whatever they call it there. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck they call it. It's it's some other wizardry. And <laughs> instead of Mickey Mouse, you've got Mini Rat. And and instead of fucking, you know, Universal Studios, you've got, you know, I don't even know, a Galaxy um Studios. I I don't fucking know. You go there, the rides are similar. It kind of looks the same, but it's half the price. They're the quality's doing the rides, better. The quality's better. <laughs> yeah. The rides aren't broken. Yeah. The lineups are much less. Instead yeah. of a thousand dollars a day, you're spending two hundred. You know the 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 energy is different. It's new, but it's familiar. And it's to be the same thing as if these Disney, these Disney World lovers, they would do the same thing to whatever world this other thing is, and they'd be like, "Ah, well, this is a this is a copy off this, and you guys," and they would lose their minds. And that's what that's what's happening here. And you know what it is? Those people are just salty that. Freak didn't come out and do the thing before these guys did. Because if it was Pokemon and they came up with the same thing, I mean, holy fuck, the game would be, could you imagine? Oh, yeah. It would, oh. The game would be beyond big. It would, Bro. dude, look what this, this, this thing is. This thing has sold like 7 million copies. It, it's, it, it came out of nowhere. Nobody knows what the fuck this was. So, and you, where's it going to be in another three months? You going to double it, triple it, quadruple it? Bro, listen, I, don't listen to the, don't listen to the haters, man. They can go, they can go you know, fuck off somewhere. People are enjoying it. Let them have fun. And this is, and this is, I think probably one of the best examples of, of, um, the squeaky wheel on Twitter. Nobody fucking cares. The fact that they continue to sell about a million copies a day tells you that your opinion doesn't matter. Does not matter. Nobody cares if you think with zero proof, by the way. Like, it's one thing if you have actual evidence that they are stealing directly. Asset flip some shit. That's a different animal entirely. But if you're just going to go out there bitch and whine about it, get mad at Nintendo and Game Freak. Be upset with them that they're not doing this. Why is it that a team with like with like one one hundredth the budget and one one hundredth the manpower? One one hundredth. 
or less. Ten thousandth. <laughs> Turn around. This is a this is a group that didn't even have version control. They were saving the game daily on buckets of USB stick drives. That's the type of people that put this game together. Anymore. And you've got the most, the most valuable intellectual property in the world. Cranking up. I want you, if you don't remember what, what Sword and Shield and then, and then like Scarlet Violet look like visually, please God. take three it's seconds horrible. It's horrible. to just go look. And I know it's running on the Switch. But then put it on another platform! Do you know how much money? I have a question for you, Mr. Black, just so that I don't keep fucking talking and getting my blood pressure up. If I, do you know what? Here's a question for you. Do you think that Game Freak and Pokemon have made more money locking their shit on Nintendo and that Nintendo owning about half of the Pokemon game side has made more money through console sales because they have Pokemon exclusively... Do you think that that's more lucrative, or do you think that if they had multi-platformed this bitch years ago, that oh, the they... increase in sales would have outpaced that astronomically? Astronomically. It's not even... I mean, that's just obvious. I mean, you put, you fuck, you put, you put that shit out on PC, you put it out on consoles... Oh my god, Outside dude. of Nintendo... Boys, gals. How many how many PS4s are, were in the wild? 130, 140 million? Bro, Something bro, like that? The the amount of printing of money. I mean, they already print money, but they would be extra print. It would just be print, 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 print. And if they do that, you know what happens? They can up the fucking graphics elsewhere and they can do more shit. They can have more. But you know what? Here's 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 a hot take for you. I don't think they got it in them. I don't think they got that dog in them, Mr. Mm. Black. I think that most of the people still making Pokemon games are the guys and gals that have been there leading it anyway, and by a large por portion, knowing how Japanese companies, game companies work, many of them are the same people that were there making Pokemon Green back in the 90s. Same people. I don't think some of these people are really all that fluent in 3D game design. I think that's part of the problem. And so when they finally transferred over into the world of 3D... And they still have to keep pace with this stupid schedule so that they can keep up with the trading card game and the animated series on television all at the same time to the point where they're releasing two full fucking Pokemon games in a single calendar year. It's impossible. They're going to be shit. And then you put that on a console powered by something half as strong as my current cell phone. You got a problem. It's going to... You, you Not only are you constrained pretty dramatically visually but now like the mechanically you're gonna have issues it took like the team that did the legend of zelda breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom where all these crazy mechanics and all this other other shit work the magic that they had to pull off to get the game to run at four and a half frame per second is not something that the pokemon team have access to they don't have that time they don't have six years seven years to develop a game they have six months like they don't have any time so like all this shit is just, as far as I'm concerned, is a mixture of they don't have the people that are knowledgeable enough to do it, don't want to bring in new enough new people that do know how, everyone's protecting their jobs, I'm Mr. Pokemon, I'm Mrs. Pokemon, then you tack on top of that, like I just mentioned, the schedule of trying to keep up with the trading card game and the animated series, because if you watch cyclically, they all happen in the same fucking rotating manner to keep up with one another. 
So they fucked the timeline up there. And then the last piece of the fucking puzzle is that it does not seem to matter what they do, they will sell 20 million copies. And so my hope, and that yeah, last piece know. is the most important piece, right? So yeah, my hope yeah. is that PAL World and whatever derivatives will invariably spin off of PAL World because of its success will finally force them to do shit that will fix some of these problems and actually get them to, uh, get them to, not, uh, we, we can't even call it innovate. Update. Let's call it update. Because it ain't innovating. It's, it'll be updating mm. at this point. Because otherwise they're selling 20 million copies of pop. So well, why, what's their incentive? Well, they have, no, they have to now. They have to now. They got punched in the face and they knocked down Mike Tyson. And the whole world has seen it. They have to now. Now they have to do something. Like before, you know, it's kind of like, um, you know, a lot of rappers, right? And they diss Eminem. Eminem would be like, ah, whatever. You know? <laughs> and then Machine Gun Kelly came and dissed Eminem. And the mm. whole world was like, bro, you can't let this one slide. He came too correct. This is too serious. You can't. You, you can't, can't let you somebody say your beard is weird, bro. No, you can't. You can't do that. <laughs> and not only that, not even just your beard is weird, bro. He went in on him more oh, than yeah. anybody else has ever done. He That's, pulled up his daughter's name again, which is always a bold move. Dude, he did. He did. He did. He did. He did everything. Kim, his daughter, him, his bitterness called out. Ch he, fa he, he threw some facts at him, but some of the shit Eminem was doing. I mean, it was real. Yeah, yeah. So what did Eminem have to do? Eminem had to go, okay, you know what? I have to, I don't want to do this. I don't. Like, I'm rich as fuck. I'm old. <laughs> Leave me the fuck alone. But everyone's like, no, bro. No, because you, you can't let this slide. You can't hold this L. So it's the same thing. This 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 developer here is Machine Gun Kelly. And he said, yo, Pokemon, yo, Game Freak, your games suck. <laughs> and I didn't even have to tell you your games suck. I just made one that's better. <laughs> oh, and it's pretty much the same shit you do, except we changed some names. Instead of Pokemon, they're pals. <laughs> Instead of Pikachu, this is like Peekaboo. <laughs> So what you going to do? So Game Freak pretty much has to at this point. They have to actually, they either have, to, they have two options here. Option number one, they make, which is the option I think they're going to go with, is they make a game that has elements that Power World has, but it's not a derivative completely from it. They cannot copy it because if they do, then it's going to, B, everyone's going to go, oh, Game Freak, you're trying to make Power, but Power World does it better, and Power World doesn't have to abide by certain guidelines that Pokemon has to with their shows, their movies, the, the, the you know, how old of a demographic they have, because Power World's demographic is older than Pokemon's. It just yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, there's some younger generation that, that play it for sure, but, like, let's be real here. The majority of people playing it are in their 20s, 30s, 40s, you know, it's just the way it is. Pokemon, you've got my son playing that shit. My son isn't going to be playing Power World, right? It's just not, it's not for him. So they have to basically take elements of that to shut up the 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 naysayers that are the, the, I guess, the, 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 the fact speakers that are like, bro, we've been telling y'all to do this shit forever and a day, and now they're finally going to do it. And not only do they have to do it, but they have to do it well. Because they can't do it 
worse than Powell because then it's going to backfire and then people are going to be like, oh, you dumb motherfuckers, you should have stayed in your lane. You should have stayed. <laughs> you, you, you should have done what you were good at, right? So they have to do that. Or the other one, which they won't do, I guarantee it, but the only other thing they can do is buy Powell World out. Buy them completely. I own you. Now, what we're not going to do is we're not going to do Pokemon, but we're going to we're going to aid you in fucking whatever it is that you want to do. And then you go out there and and you make the fucking craziest version of whatever you can. And we're going to learn from you. We're going to take we're going to take we're going to have some people in our studio go over there, vice versa. And, you know, either buy it out, destroy it or buy it out and make it make it big. And then that way they just stay in their Pokemon lane and they own both. Uh, an adult version at, but they're not going to do that. I already know they're not going to do that. So they have to go with option number one or they're getting punked. Machine gun Kelly is here and machine gun Kelly said, yo bitch, you know, I might have a man bun, but like, bro, I'm calling you out. You got to do something balls in your court. So it's up to them. I, uh, I, well, I hope that they do clap back that unlike Machine Gun Kelly, they don't have to, like, go and do weird fucking punk rock for a while, because that was awkward. Uh, that was a, that was a fucking a bad of, turn. Made a lot of money doing that. Oh, of course he did, yeah. It's well, a huge album. That was big. Yeah. <laughs> he did, well, he did, how? He did big. It was so bad! How? He did, he did, he did big. He did big numbers. Dude, music is in shambles. I heard Jack Harlow number one, number one fucking track right now on the radio, despite the fact that his album sold like fucking three copies. And I'm so confused. I'm lost. I'm. I don't know where I'm at. Uh, fuck me. But yeah, the um. So here's my last take on on Power or Power World before we move on. So I'll I'll say I'll say this. And Jeff mentioned this uh, to a degree in the midst of all this, but here's how I see it. Um. You know, this is this is a small team. They are making a lot of money. It's early access. There, there's a couple of things that I'm a little concerned about, for sure, and I'm sure they are as well. When you get this level of success, and you and and you're this, and it's this public about how many copies you sold, how much money is coming in. They're self-published. They're not even cutting a publisher in. They're making, other than Steam's they're cut, they're making a ton of money, right? All of it. So when that happens, nobody cares that you have a relatively small team. Nobody cares that that there is no way any one of them would have been able to imagine that in six days they sold 8 million copies. Nobody was sitting there going, yeah, this is going to pop up 8 million copies in six days. And so the, the enormity of the project to be able to expand hires, grow the company in size in a way that is... Uh, uh, not just sustainable to a degree, but also doesn't like derail the whole fucking project and become like its own thing while also trying to balance bug fixing that everyone's experiencing versus feature production and new stuff because this game only done been out for like a fucking week and it's an early access and people are already screaming for new fucking content and these guys have just got all this, all this money all this attention, the servers are on fire 24 hours a day, seven days a week, because again, and you know what's scary? You know what's crazy to me? So just the other stat here, um, earlier today or yesterday, they are officially the number two all-time concurrent on Steam behind PUBG yeah. at over 2 million players. 
PUBG's still the outlier that makes no sense. It's 3.2 million fucking people that were playing that game at the time. And that was before it was free to play. PUBG was also $30 at the time when it hit that you know, 3.2 uh, schmill. So they've, they're setting records all over the place. And that's two, over 2 million people. Well, this game is on Game Pass, bro. So, like, if you imagine if it was only on Steam. Like, fuck me. Uh, they, they probably would have broken fucking PUBG by now. That being said, people don't really understand. The, they, all they see is that they have money now, and they think that they can snap their fingers, and they, the servers just spin up, and they work, and everything's fine. Or they think that they just, like, hire five more people, and then by next week, all the bugs are fixed. Or they hire, like, 30 people, because they got $200 million now, they can do that. And then they've got, like, a brand new island with 50 more pals, and fucking all these new building options, and they fixed all the pathing issues, and all those other- all the, And they think- Like, I've seen people are like, uh, you know, obviously we have to give them time, but I'd like to see this done, you know, hopefully they get this done in one to two months. And you're like- Yeah, but dude, all that is- all that is, though, I'm not concerned about that. I'm, I'm that concerned is, for them people, about it because it's a I'm lot not. of stress, right? I'm not. I'm not. I, it, it, all, all, all because those people are just excited. They're no yeah. lifing this game. They're putting yeah. in 20 hours a day. They're they're reaching end end uh, end game content, and they just want more. What they have right now is something special, because unlike most, um you know, alpha games or beta games or uh, whatever, whatever, early access Early, early games, access, yeah. Early access is there is a large portion of people that are rooting for this game to be a sick, massive success, which it already is. Yeah. But I, I think because of that and because they are a direct competitor to Pokemon, yeah. even though, you know, they, they may not have intended that to be, like, you know, they didn't want to probably go to war with Pokemon, but they probably knew a war was coming. Like, they're yeah. not stupid. It's Nintendo, right? So, um, I, I think ultimately what they have going for them is people's hate for Ninte for what Game Freak has done. And thus, and, and they're rooting against Game Freak so bad because they have been yelling from the hilltops that this is what they've wanted for the last decade plus that I actually think that Pal World has an extra bit of grace, period. That they have the ability to take their time. You're always going to have yappers, especially when you've got set, you've sold 7 million copies in a fucking week. Yeah, and yeah. in two months, it'll be 20 million, right? This shit's just on fire. You're going to have that. But Pal World, what they need to do is they just need to stay focused. They need to follow their own path, not listen to the noise, right? Take the noise into consideration, but don't don't let it force their hand. And they also know that in its current form, that there are quite literally like a million new people a day downloading this game. Yeah. And so they got to understand that, yeah, there's going to be a lot of people that want more shit. But every day, million new people, people coming half in. a million people are coming in and experiencing this for the first time. So there's no real rush. It's been six days or whatever it's been. It's not like it's been yeah. six months, right? People just need to pump the brakes. They're putting lots of hours into it. No life in the fuck out of it. And obviously, it's a huge social media phenomenon as well. Like, YouTube content's blowing up. Everybody, it's, like the, it's like a whole new Minecraft wave. It's this new yeah, fucking yeah. thing. And, uh, you know, they're going to they're gonna be fine. Obviously, with this success, they're not dumb. They've got to hire people. And they got to yeah. hire good people. Yeah. And they need to get to work. 
Like they, their their job is now just beginning. You know? Yeah, they could they could fuck off. They could uh finish this game, slap something together and say, "Okay, Power World, we're done that. We've made our money. Now some big publisher is going to buy is going to say, "Hey, you want to make Power World 2 or do you want to make the next iteration under a huge conglomerate? You let us worry about the marketing. You let us worry about all the shit. You just bring your expertise. We're going to throw your name on there from the creators of Power World. Now we've got this. New- they might do that too. I don't know. But if they were smart, they stay in their lane. They make this survival open world shit. They cash in big. They're going to make hundreds of millions of dollars. And then they oh. fucking ride off in the sunset. Oh, this is what I said on my on my stream uh, day before yesterday. I said I said, look, the the play here. What I hope they do is they is they Hello Games No Man's Sky it. They have yeah. something here. the The yeah. groundwork is there. Like yeah. the bones are there. They're good. They've sold a shitload of copies. People are interested. They know it's early access. They they're they're in a lane that not many people are in. They're pretty much alone. So like you said, they've got time. And now they also have some money. My hope is that for them, they've already released a roadmap um, for two things, short-term and long-term. And my hope is that they look at this and go, okay, we could. If you look over at Sean and, and Hello Games' No Man's Sky, they've, they took that game and turned a game that could have been, like you were just mentioning, they, it could have been a game that they finished and walked away from in a couple years. Or they could do what No Man's Sky has done and said, look, this is this is the game that's going to to make our development house last a really long time. Yep. And we could cash out on this shit, or we could have Pal World be a 10-year-long investment. Easily. Yep. T- this is Unreal Engine 5 game. Easily 10 years. Just like No Man's Sky. No yep. fucking questions asked. Add content. Keep it going, and people will keep coming back and buying it and revisiting it like yeah. they do with No Man's Sky in waves yep. and make a bunch oh, yeah. of money each time. Oh, the DLCs that they could come out with this shit, bro. Oh. You, 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 I mean, new islands, of, like, new pals, exactly. PvP. Hey, for $4.99, you can buy this and you can get all of this fucking shit. And you got 20 million players, fucking 10, 10 million of them buy it. I mean, did they, this is, this is money printing. They're, Oh. You know, it can get it can get crazy. It can get crazy. Merchandise, you name it. I mean, it it can get big, but we'll see. We'll see what yeah. happens. Anyway, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's it. Oh, that's all there is to her. It's crushing it right now. My my assumption, by the way, is that if they are going to beat PUBG's record on Steam, the one day that I think or the one weekend that they have is this coming weekend. Because this is the peak peak. You know, I think they will always be able to hit 1-2 million for quite some time, but to hit 3.2 million plus is a huge fucking thing. They've got 8 million, they'll have 9-10 million by tomorrow. The sale ends tomorrow, so they're pushing that in marketing, the 10% off. I think that if it's going to happen, it's like tomorrow or Saturday, and then... After that, it, we're going to hit this constant yeah. 1 million, whatever the fuck. Yeah. But if they do it, I never thought I'd see the day. I, I, I certainly didn't think this would be the one to do it. But, like, PUBG was 3.2, and then the next closest one was, like, 1.6 or some shit. Or, like, 1.8. Like, the gap was enormous. So I didn't think that it was ever going to happen. Now here we are. There you go. So we'll all wait and see. Uh, the last piece for gaming news, just a little fast news stuff. Stuff I can just rattle off and you guys can investigate yourself if you're interested in. Smite 2 got announced. 
That's right. I knew nobody gave a fuck, but I thought I'd put it in there anyway. Why in the fuck are they making Smite 2? That's like some Overwatch 2 type shit. Like, what the fuck are they making well, Smite the, 2 for? It's the, only, it's the only game that they have in the roster that, like, people kind of play. That's true. They dropped the ball. They had other opportunities, but they are they are the kings of dropping the fucking bag every time. Uh, Daggerfall Unity. So Daggerfall being the Elder Scrolls Daggerfall. Uh, it's been a big project to convert the entire game into the Unity engine, which allows the game to be played, obviously, much more easily on modern hardware PCs. Uh, that is done and released for zero dollars. And so if, you're, if you've never played Daggerfall before and you're a fan of the Elder Scrolls and you wanted to dip your toes in the water, uh, then that is available for you to, to now go and check out. Uh, and then we got Rock Band 4, which is, this is a crazy stat as well to me, and just, I think, marking an end, another, like, the proper end of an era until this comes back around, and I'm sure the plastic instruments will eventually come back around. But after eight years of continuous DLC releases, and I think, I think it's like 15 years if you include the other games where they haven't had, like, a break in putting, like, uh, downloadable tracks and stuff... Uh, on a on a basically consistent basis, the final DLC for Rock Band Four is being released today, uh, and then they will be wrapping up that whole thing. There's over three thousand songs for Rock Band Four at this point. Fucking huge! Uh, and of course, aptly, some of the tracks they've chosen to be the last ones uh, include tracks like "Thank You." And send me on my way. So they they little little put little messages in the end there, uh, in the uh, the tracks that they selected, uh, and uh, well done, fucking a, Jesus, hey, that's a long time to support that shit. Not very many games get that level of support, let alone something as niche as Rock Band for that long. Uh, part of me, I, I don't, I wouldn't play it now. But part of me misses that era where the plastic instrument memes, the, the rock bands, the guitar hero, because, you know, it was a fucking good time. It was a lot of fun. Yep. For sure. I think I think as soon as they started to get, like, try to get too realistic with it, like bridging the gap between, like, actual instrument and the games, I th at that point I was like, eh, I just want four buttons and a fucking little thing. To, like, I don't need to, like, I'm not trying to be Les Paul here. I just want a fucking plastic guitar. Don't, don't complicate it. Uh, but yeah, there you go. Eight years done and dusted, and just like that, so is our gaming section, which means Mr. Black's time to tell the fine folks at home about how they can support the podcast and our sponsor. Patreon.com slash TV. Head on over there, throw money at the screen if you want to do that. If not, that's cool. You can go ahead and grab NordVPN. Click on that link in the description of the video, or you can head on over to www.nordvpn.com slash OTT. The promo code should automatically be applied uh, and get yourself a two-year subscription, man. Um, you know, save big, get four extra months um, that, that come with it. So that brings down your monthly average. It's only a few dollars a month, less than a cup of coffee at Starbucks a month. You can use up to six simultaneous devices uh, while you're using this, and it's available to use on your iOS, your Android, your Mac, your PC, your laptop, your your iPad, your smart TV. You can hook it up to virtually anything and everything to stay safe and anonymous when you're on the Internet. Watch different regions of Netflix and other streaming services at the click of a button. Uh, yeah, it's really that easy. It doesn't require any programming or anything like that. My dad uses NordVPN, and he is quite literally technologically impaired. I don't know if he can do more than 
go on Google. He's the type of guy that when he is typing on his phone, each character is the font of 22. So there's three <laughs> words that are shown on the screen at one time, and he can use it. Okay? It's that easy. All right? Sorry, Dad. I'm, I know I'm throwing you on the bus, but hey, it's just, it's just the reality of it. Uh, but yeah, the server's fantastic. They, they work all the time. You can game on them. You can stream on them, game and stream at the same time. I do it. Um, and you can also uh, use their desktop app and run a thing called threat protection in the background where you do not have to be connected to a VPN, uh, but it will monitor your PC to make sure that there's no malware. It will detect and remove it along with, um, you know, giving letting you know when there is a malicious website, things like that. Uh, just gives you that extra layer of protection, guys. It's 2024. What it's are you true. waiting for? All right. I mean, you know, I've been saying this stuff for years. Shit's getting crazier out there. The Internet's a wild place. Stay safe, guys. Use NordVPN and think of us when you do it. Use that promo code. Mm. And that's that. That's it. I just got to toss this out here because randomly just spotted it. But, you know, the uh, the 23andMe, that, like, DNA uh, fucking whatever, where you can get, like, info based on, yes. you know, your, your DNA and all that shit. Yeah. yeah. So, um, apparently, they got they got hacked through April through September of 2023 without recognizing they were being hacked. And so there's, like, 14,000-plus compromised accounts. Which means all those people that were crazy enough to give a massive company their DNA to begin with, which was already fucking insane to me. I can't even imagine. Like, I mean, it's one thing that they might know where you live and your phone number, but to literally give them your DNA in this day and age sounds fucking bonkers. 14,000 of them, that shit's now floating around in the black market. Have fun. Good luck. What? <laughs> You're fucked. You're so fucked. They're so... Just sprinkle some DNA on a crime scene right sure, real quick. Like, yeah, here you go. Sally from New you're, Hampshire. You're absolutely you're fucked, Sally. Good luck. <laughs> uh, now it's time for... Tech support. Nope. Movies and TV. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Adam Sandler stops being a meme lord for just long enough to star in Spaceman, which looks like a trip show and definitely another good example of Sandler having dramatic chops. Um, you know, I'm sure there is enough people now that are young enough and just don't know that Adam Sandler is actually a very good actor. If you didn't see Uncut Gems, to be reminded of that, uh, he's like most com like most comedic actors. If you put them in a dramatic role, they're typically really fucking good in dramatic roles. I don't know if you saw the trailer for this yet, Mr. Black, uh, but it is it was it's an arty it's an art house typey deal. Uh, looks really good. Uh, nominated for some, uh, f you know, some, uh, film festival award type situation, like that kind of deal, uh, centers around a man, uh, the, you know, as the title would, uh, imply, sent out in space by himself for research purposes and the, you know, the, uh, psychosis that, uh, you know, comes with that and, uh, and, and some other, uh, mystical, magical stuff that'll let people go and fucking find out for themselves and see the trailer. But, uh, it does, it looks good. Uh, and I'm... I'm down for it, man. I, I'm never down on Adam Sandler. The man only has two modes. He goes out and makes banger dramatic films, and then the rest of his time is spent hiring and lifting up all of his friends, paying them lots of money to get into movies and have fun for a couple of months. I mean, if that ain't the definition of winning, I don't even know what the fuck is. I mean, he's, the man has... He's on lock, and he's a hell of a basketball player. That man's got fucking... 
He's got he's got fucking uh, hoop chops on top of that. So uh, I'm down for it, uh, and I will definitely check that movie out when the time comes. One that I might not be able to stomach, unfortunately, it's Tron Three, which is finally into production. That one uh, got delayed, obviously, uh, in large part due to the strikes that were ongoing for quite some time. Uh, but they have finally gotten that uh, underway. And as I sit here in my notes, the downside, so the good news is Tron 3 is under in production. The bad news, it still stars Jared Leto. Yeah, fuck. I'm not, <laughs> it just completely ruins the whole vibe. Jared Just, that's just, that is, that is... That is just, I mean, that if that doesn't get you fucking soft faster than, than the parents of the girl walking in the room while you're already halfway through, I don't know, I don't know what will. I mean, that shit, anytime you've got Jared Leto attached to a fucking movie, I've checked out so fast. <laughs> I want to know who decided to, why? I don't know how he still gets work. Morbius, like seriously? Box, uh, he's not even a box office draw. No, like, I actually have no idea like what what he does. What does he so, have like, on people? Of, yeah, and it's like it's not that he's a horrible actor, but like he just comes off like he just. It's like every scene this dude is in, it's like he's hyper aware that he's like he's in the scene and he thinks he's he overacts than what he is. a yes. lot. And it's just like, dude, you're annoying as fuck. <laughs> There's like I. I can't think of a movie where I'm like, damn, man, Jared Leto just absolutely crushed that role. Like, I can't wait to see another Jared Leto film. He's just like this guy that just won't go away from Hollywood. It's just like, leave these films alone. You are making them worse. Like, there is not like, you know, I don't know. I Who is a fan of this guy? I don't know. Like, I'm more interested in Jared Leto. Who at Disney was like, yes, Jared Leto is the choice for Tron 3. I don't. Dude, I don't know what Jared Leto's got on these fucking studios. They have but something. I, mean, I, I, dude, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, stick to stick to making music. Yeah, like, I was gonna go say, to go back fucking, to your fucking hair metal band. Fucking, yeah, exactly. <laughs> dude, I cannot stand Jared Leto. I just, I don't know what it is. I, I, I and I can't even put my finger on it. I, I, I just, dude, I can't stand him. Well, I think it's because he's a pretentious prick. Yeah, I think that, and it bleeds into into his on screen roles. I mean, nobody else but Jared Leto being given the Joker role would start meowing and purring like a fucking cat for no reason, except for him because he thought it was artistic. When it was really switch a couple letters. I mean, that, you know, it, it's just it was it was. And as soon as I saw that, I mean, that was that was when I I I mean, I was aware of Jared Leto, but when I watched well, and, him. And, and, Fucking dead rats and shit. Uh, oh my to, god, to dude! And stuff, and like, then being like, "Oh, like, I'm dude, doing, uh, you know, what is it I'm called? Fucking method acting." Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? You are. You're a fucking dude. Meth. You're a meth you actor. Are. Is what yeah, you are. And he looks like, he does meth, like recreationally. Yes. <laughs> like it looks like he goes on a meth binge three times a year for like three weeks. And yes. then he comes back, and then he like you know I I don't I don't fucking know he's just not my guy. Uh, yeah, I'm all for Tron. I really fucks with Tron a lot, but now, no. Yeah, he's not a method no. actor. He's he's just he's just a meth od. And on top of that, the the fucking uh, the probably I think what made me laugh more <laughs> is that. 
Whoever's heading this up, I mean, how we went from Tron Legacy to this is blowing my fucking mind. Uh, but like, <laughs> the, have you seen the? Have you seen the? Uh, have you seen the 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 fucking um, the uh, the title like the poster for 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 it yet? Like, have you seen what they're doing? Uh-huh. So they're doing Tron, T R three N, which uh, clearly is is trend. trend. So is this like? Is this... <laughs> is he on the juice now? Why? Did, how does nobody know that that just reads trend? Like, why would any like who is who is heading this shit up? Who is doing? Jared Leto's probably on trend. Terrible. For fuck's sake. Well, he's what? And he's he, like fucking he fifty-two, too. isn't he? Yeah, and he, and he goes to all the UFC events, and and they always like zoom in on him, and he's like, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, Jared Leto, you're. you're like my God, I'll, I'll give him one thing: the dude is aging very gracefully. I'll give him. He's that. You know, dude. He looks thirty-five. Like yeah, looks like a vampire. Yeah, straight up. Yeah. But like outside of that, I can't stand the dude. So anyway, it is what it is. It is what it is. Oh, <laughs> when I saw the trend, I was like, oh, now this is just a meme, bro. Jared Leto and trend. Dude, the internet's gonna go fucking bonkers with those two things by itself. It's gonna be Morbius all over again. It's Morbin time! No. <laughs> uh, in a huge move, WWE Network will be going away, and much of its content is being moved to Netflix, of all places. Uh, for those outside of the U.S., I think in the, in the U.S., the the old uh, like the the historic uh, content is going to Peacock, but I'm not 100 percent on that. Uh, mm. Raw live events, so the actual lo- like weekly live events, everyone will be seeing that on Netflix. So yeah, I think the Peacock ones are SmackDown. Oh, okay. Um, I think it's SmackDown. It's either that or it's NBC. Or there, there's there's one there's a network where SmackDown's going to, but Raw, all of Raw's live events are going to be on Netflix. Right. And this is a pretty big move. That's going to start, the Raw Live event portion is starting in 2025, uh, more or less, for everyone. Other markets are being folded in over time, but the majority of the primary markets. Uh, The live portion specifically, apparently, was a $5 billion 10-year deal that... um, that will see... that Netflix will have an opportunity to opt out five years deep, if they want. Uh, but also after five years, they have the ability to extend it by another 10 years if they wish. Uh, the rock is also technically part, uh, brought in as some form of this deal or was, uh, or was, or was brought in along the way. Uh, he's received his rights to his nickname from the WWE, which I had forgotten he didn't own his nickname yeah, because he didn't, but, but Vince let him do whatever he let him with, with it. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he didn't make it. I don't think he made any money off it. Like he couldn't fa- make any money off it because the name would still have been underneath. So like he couldn't. I'm pretty, I'm pretty monetize sure it. Him and, I'm pretty sure him and Vince had a. I remember seeing. Was him there some and sort John of John Cena? Both yeah. of them have worked out. They had. I know John Cena for a fact because I yeah. watched an interview not long ago where he had worked on a deal with Vince and Vince just let him. Yeah, Cena, go do go do your thing. And right. I think The Rock is similar. But there were limitations to what The Rock could could do. But yeah, he got it now, and I mean, that's why he was Dwayne Johnson, right? It wasn't. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. The Rock. Rock. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. And now he can be if he so chooses. I mean, he's yeah. he's The Rock. He's The Rock. 
He's the fucking rock. Uh, but yeah, he's also on the board of directors now for TKO Group, which is the conglomerate that, that is now it makes up UFC and the the WWE. Uh, this is the this is a lot of there's been a lot of money in this group being moved around in various places in a very short period of time. I mean, between the the merger. Uh, and now this deal, I mean, we're talking just billions of dollars flying around. So this is a, this is a uh, tour de force in entertainment. Uh, and, and really interesting because I don't know how much live content has ever been on Netflix, let alone a weekly segment. And so this is a, a pretty major uh, move back into what is... Well, you want to know what I think. It's cable television. You know what I think. <laughs> What's that? I think... That's where Netflix is going. They're just going to be their own cable network. Yes. Well, that's what everyone. That's what that's what everyone's doing. They just we're just reverting back to cable. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. And you know because what 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 Netflix is going to do? I'm calling it right now. This is the first of many. I believe the UFC will will end up on Netflix. I believe, um, a lot. I think. You know, uh, what was it? I think Showtime Boxing just went under. I think that there's going to be big plays. And I think that Netflix is going to get into big live events or weekly live events for premium content to keep people subscribed to that. And it will be like, it'll be this thing where the ones that want to watch WWE or UFC or whatever sport they have on there, they're they're going to have that on there. But then they're hopefully going to hook people with some other shows, and you're going to get commercials, all that stuff from the live stuff that's going to be promoting Netflix stuff. And it's going to be right there, and this is where we're going. And I, I, I truly, and you can already tell because Netflix, like a lot of them live shows that, I, um, those, um, those shitty, uh, reality TV shows I watch, like, um, uh, like Love, Love Island is and shit. And stuff. Yeah. Love is Blind and all those things. They also have live shows at the end of each thing. And yes, they've true. they tried to do the whole live thing where then they had some issues with how the broadcasting and stuff. So they've already been doing these things from time to time. Same with the live comedy specials. Uh, Chris Rock did one. Um, I'm sure Dave Chappelle. I, I, I truly believe that they're not necessarily going to be a cable. Like you're, I don't think there'll be channels that you'll go through where you yeah. know, something is running. But I think that there will be um, events. Uh, some that are once a year, twice a year. Um that is going to show up on Netflix alongside of their vaunted stuff. And I think that this right here is the first in many, many big deals that are going to be coming. Well, I, I mean, the, I think, I think, you know, between there's wrestling and then there is, you know, what is driving cable television? It's like the 45 plus it's demographic, right? And it's, yeah, sports, it's sports, wrestling, and then anything that, that like that daytime TV, middle-aged you know, women are watching at home, you know, the daytime yeah. TV circuit. And that's pretty much propping the whole fucking thing up at this point. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, and it's crazy too. Like it's, it's so, it's so wild to me when you look at things like the numbers for raw, which bring in, they, they, they toted, you know, 17 and a half million unique, uh, viewers or whatever, uh, in a year. Like that's the number of people watching 
raw weekly. And I'm just thinking to myself, you know, coming from coming from content creation side on the internet, 17 and a half unique people, million people is like literally fucking nothing. And yet we've not managed to be able to monetize online nearly as well as cable television. And I still can't quite figure out how the fuck they've managed to pull that off for so long. But like Mr. Beast should be folding all of these companies like a lawn chair. Did you not hear about the deal he's about to he's about to get? No, hook me up. You didn't hear about this? I don't think so. Or maybe I forgot. I did. I forgot about it. Hook me up. What do we got? Hot, hot news. So Mr. Beast right now is in negotiations. Uh, Let me see here. I'm going to try and get it right here. Um, Yeah. So he's working on a deal right now with um, with Amazon uh, to do a I think it's a a reality show um mm-hmm. like a like a game show kind of like you know how he did the squid games and the, the but mr beast and um yeah apparently the show uh right now is he's been offered a hundred million bucks for Woo. i guess one season Woo. um to do that and then there was uh another article that i saw that he could be making up to half a billion dollars on a larger deal but this is this is uh being discussed right now wow um and we're we should probably hear about it soon and this is like really new i think it was on my birthday where this started getting announced he's obviously been pretty quiet about it and he hasn't denied it but um yeah apparently mr beast is looking at a really big fucking payday real soon dude mr beast he's gonna be a billionaire in the next five years I he probably could have been, been he probably could have been already if it wasn't for the fact that yeah. he basically flipped almost all of the money between videos back into the next Correct. video. Correct. I mean, the amount of of eyes that this guy gets, he might already it's be more, there. I don't know. It's more it's more it's, than everyone. Like he was like, what do I need? People are like, why don't you advertise? It's like, what do I need? What do, like why am I advertising? I'm I'm bigger than everyone. I have my own products. Yeah. I, I I advertise them on my own shit because it's free. I pay zero dollars to do it, and I get more eyes than if I were to pay anyone else millions of dollars. Like, it's like a Super Bowl? Who the fuck cares? I'm Mr. Beast. I put out a video, and there's like fucking 150 million people all over the... the Dude's a genius. He's got like 50 different fucking channels in, like, transcribed in different languages. He's just fucking... He's printing, bro. He's printing. printing. He's printing. Printing. I mean, dude, can you... If he endorses any product, it's, it's over. Like he's, he's getting, he gets more eyes. I would, I would imagine, and I don't know, cause I don't have any proof, but I would imagine that Mr. Beast is probably the most watched content creator on the planet. Oh, there, I, 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 there might like, be some random Latin American any, one that, that like hangs maybe, but even then well, I don't think so. I actually, I have no idea. Who, Across all of his channels, there's no way. Exactly. Yeah. Like, the, like his reach is global. And it's like, it's, it's so many millions of people a day. It's actually kind of insane, insane. to think about. It's actually insane. Like, I, I don't think a lot of people, when, I think a lot of people, when they think Mr. Beast, they just think his main channel. Yeah, yeah. Oh, his he's other got channels. So all much. All the social media clips, the Facebook, the TikTok, the, the Instagram, the fucking, the, the Twitter now. He made like $250,000 on an old video he posted just to test out 
how much Elon will pay him. And he made 250K and now he's just on giving Twitter, away all of the money bro. on Twitter. <laughs> on an old video that he just threw up on Twitter. Quarter yes. million. Yeah. Oh, dude, dude, dude he just get prints. get a cheat code. Yeah. He, he could literally, like, uh, make inflation worse in America <laughs> just from printing money. It's actually crazy. It's true. Well, so, yeah, we'll, he's going to we'll... get a fucking bag, bro. Oh, he's yeah. He's going to get a bag. Like, when people think, like, think about Joe Rogan, right? Joe yeah, yeah. Rogan is massive. Oh, yes. Mr. Beast swallows him. Oh, oh orders of magnitude, bro. It's swallows, not even close. Like, it's not even, it, it's not even remotely close. Like, yeah. magnitude. And if Joe Rogan can get these types of deals, right? And Joe Rogan's like the biggest podcaster on the planet. Like, I get it. He's earned it. But like Mr. Beast, my God, he is like 50 Joe Rogans. Dude, it's fucking bonkers. And yeah, like, it's, it's a, it's enough. It's, it's crazy. So here's, here's, uh, here's my question. Do you think. Do you think, given all this money and being put on this stage now, with this, whatever this season is, do you think it will pop, or do you think it will flop? Do you think he's going to bag it? Yeah, do you think Mr. Beast thing, do you think he's going to home run it, or do you think he's, he's going fumb, to fumble it, because it's, it's too, much, too much pressure? Do you think this is finally going to be the thing that, that gets him to, uh, to fold a bit? Because it, it it's going to be similar content to what he does, but it's a different... It's a different medium. It's a bit of a different ball game. I'm sure that he understands the gravity of the situation for what it means for him and his brand. Uh, you know, breaking out of the YouTube space. And so, do you think he's gonna? Do you think he's gonna crush it, or do you think? Do you think he might fold a bit under the pressure? I think he's gonna absolutely destroy and crush the living <laughs> fuck out of this, bro. I think if if he signs on the dotted line, yeah, yeah, he yeah. knows what he's getting himself into. And he knows, and you know what? I think what Mr. Beast will do is, in order for him to do this, he's going to need to be in almost full control. They're, oh. they're, he's going to say, guys, with all due respect to Amazon. None right? of you know what you're doing. <laughs> None of you know anything. Shut the fuck up. Write me an un, like a blank check. Yes. And I will make you work. money. Yeah. I'll make all of it. I mean, just the amount of advertising that he can do for his own show. You put you put that shit, uh, bro, dude. He's they're gonna they're gonna be like I actually don't even think a hundred million is enough, but maybe it's just like test the water, do one season, do one competition, give you a hundred million, and then when this thing does absolute ridiculous numbers, the numbers are gonna be so big that they're gonna go what? How do we even pay this guy? What? You know he's gonna end up owning a piece of Amazon. He's gonna be he's gonna be like okay, listen, you can't afford this, so. Just give me shares. Bezos, I need like <laughs> I need like five percent of Amazon. The whole thing. <laughs> it's gonna be so big, dude. <laughs> and you know he's he's beloved so much that everybody is going to support him. Like they're going to rush out to do. Oh, hundred percent. It's gonna be nothing but like love. There'll be some haters, of course, but it'll oh, yeah. be it'll be absolutely insane. Oh, Whatever he gets. Show that they it's it's going to be on another level. So yeah, he's going to destroy it. The real question is, will he do it? Like that's yeah. Yeah, if, yeah. if he signs, he's going to crush it. If he doesn't sign, there's a reason, and he feels like you know what? Nah, this ain't the time. This ain't it. This ain't it. This isn't going to be as successful as what they think. Um, or you know, 
but yeah, no. Yeah. All right, now it's time to move on to... Tech support. Patreon.com slash LightTV is the place to go if you want to financially support the podcast, as we've mentioned before. Uh, $5 or more each and every month gets you a couple perks, but you uh, also get to ask us questions on a post I put up before the podcast each week called Tech Support, and we give you the answers that you seek with uh, the amount of time that we've got. Uh, let's see. Oh, Marky Mark, uh, hitting it up with a, a related question to the job interview. He said, what's the worst question you ever got in a job interview? I mean, I, dude, I, I can't, I can't even remember my job interviews. Well, it's been a long time since you've had one. Yeah. And I've only had maybe like three or four interviews. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My first job, my mom gave me, my dad gave me a different job. I worked construction with him. Um, you know, when I, when I, when I applied for, two of my other jobs they were just opening and so it wasn't even it was like hey are you of age what are your hours you're hired good luck the, yeah a couple of them i had interviews but dude i'd be sitting here lying to everybody if i could actually remember what was discussed i i i, I just can't it's so long ago it's been, well, it's it's been, been like long. 20 years yeah or not 20 but it's been it's been like 16 16 years since I've had a job interview, like an interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I can, uh, so I didn't get any weird with the, the latest job interviews I've had uh, from last week and whatnot. I didn't have any weird uh, questions, really, thank God. Um, the weirdest one I got was the one when I left university and I was at Enterprise Rent-A-Car. And uh, they have, they had, I don't know what it's like now, but they had a relatively extensive um, hiring process at the time for the, um, for their management side, um, where, uh, it was how many fucking interviews? It was like four or five. And the last interview that you take, everyone that's in the management, the, the going for the management trainee position that they eventually put you at the head of one of the, bran- uh, the branches is this whole process. Um, they, uh, they sit you in front of their, their regional guy. Which at which here in Halifax, the regional guy was one of the two founders of Enterprise Rent-A-Car, and uh, who was a a, a uh, alumnus of of the same university that I went to, and so I got through all the interviews, got to the last one, the raid boss, and uh, all the interviews previously, they were all like, "Oh, you're going to get this is a shoe in, uh, it's great, easy peasy." Uh, hours are a bit bad, whatever, but like, there's nobody else that's applied for this. That's that you're, you're going to basically just coast through. So like, there's like four interviews, like easy as shit. Last one, get talked to the raid boss. And this guy had all sorts of weird fucking questions for me, but like the, the, the weirdest one. And he asked multiple times was, are you sure? Are you done with school? Was the, was the craziest question he asked me. And I had just graduated university, mind you, like literally a month had passed since I had left university. And I said, well, yeah, I, I've just literally just graduated. I'm looking to get into the job market. I don't have any aspirations for quite some time to do anything like a master's or, or whatnot. I, back then, like you still wanted to have two or three years of experience before you could even want to go back to do a master's anyway. And so I was like, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure I'm done with school. I don't, I'm, I'm good. I just did my four years. I did my time. I'm ready to make some money now that I've spent money. I would like to make some money. 
Uh, and he kept asking over. I was like, "Are you sure? Because are you sure you're ready? You're you're done with school?" And he kept looking down at the paper because he said, "You know," because he said, "Because typically we don't have people with with your with uh, your grades, your transcripts applying here. Are you sure you're done with school?" I was like, "What are you getting at? But shouldn't you be happy that you got somebody that's probably going to be good <laughs> in your management program? What are you getting at?" And then I discovered this later. But they have they written, and this is weird because he's one of the guys, but he's uh, but. He has control over it, so obviously they they, like that's a why. Program they can put you in. Well, well, what it is is no. What it is 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 their company is performance based promotion, and every job is up for grabs and dibs, including his. And so, if you outperform, uh, you can snatch uh, jobs. So this guy's gatekeeping at the top, yeah. and every time somebody comes in that looks like they're likely going to possibly have his job in ten years or fifteen years, he said, "Nah." You done with school? I said, yes. He said, are you really done with school? I said, yeah, I'm sure. And went through this whole interview. I mean, there was nothing that threw me off, like, or anything weird like that. I said, I'm ready to work. You know, what you got next week, whatever. I'm good. I'm here. I'm ready to start. Whatever. All the other interviews crushed. All the HR people were fucking on board. And then I got, and it was the first, the email that I got back which was from HR, was the... Every email before that was personally written. The last one was a boilerplate response saying that you, I didn't get the job, thank you for applying, and that was it. <laughs> he cucked you, bro. I was like, Jesus fucking... Oh, my Lord. Yeah. So that was, what, yeah. that, was when, that was when I ended up getting the other job when we were just starting Lag TV. Uh, and, and it definitely soured... Like, not all businesses, not all people are like that, but like, but that soured me on business in general. Like, I already knew going in, getting a business degree is like, business is a certain kind of, of fuckery, right? Like, business is quite literally 50% bullshit, where you literally pretend you know what you're doing and climb a ladder. It's more about sucking dick and brown nosing than it is actually being competent in a job. And more often than not, people with actual competency can have a hard time if they're not starting their own company because they scare everyone else. And then they just make sure that you don't go anywhere and you spin your fucking tires until you leave the company to go somewhere else. Now that's not the case everywhere, but that is generally speaking what you come up against in business. And it's a giant pain in the ass. And so that soured me like real fucking early. So when Lag TV started making money, I couldn't get out of business fast enough. I had just finished four years of college or university. I was ready to rock. I was, I was keen and it soured me immediately. And then I just left. I was like, fuck this shit. I can't, I'm not made for this. I can't, I can't, I'm like, I'm terrible at sucking dick. My teeth are already crooked. I don't need to be worse. I need to leave. And so here, now here we are. I'm getting back into business anyway. Fucking oh how oh how the turntables. <laughs> uh, let's hey, see. I'm happy. I'm happy you left business, Adam. All right. I'm all right. Happy well, you left it was a good time. Good. It was yeah. a good time. We had we had a good time. Jackie Lee. Oh, I think this is a first question coming in. I don't recognize the name. So first of all, thank you, Jackie, for the question and uh, and for hitting us up on Patreon. Who is your uh, your most memorable fan that both of you met? I know. I I got a couple. Kentucky as well. Yeah. (laughs) How do you fucking like? How do you not? Like, how is it not Kentucky? Yeah, yeah. Don't don't get me wrong, dude. I I I've I've met some really fucking awesome people. Like Mr. Miyagi. He's but he's the he's memorable. Yeah, memorable. But for different reasons. Yeah. Like yeah. But Kentucky just stands out like. (laughs) Do you, tell, do you want me to tell? Do you want me to tell the story? You want me to tell the story? I still have him on Facebook. 
Yeah. So, okay, so Kentucky, for obviously not his real name, but we'll continue to call him Kentucky because we call him because he's from Kentucky. So, <laughs> so this was our first fan meetup, first ever in Montreal. We decided to hold. This is where we met like French Adam for the first time and yep. all this other shit. So uh, we were in we were in Montreal for this. We f- we fly in. Uh, it's early in the morning because we got like an early flight out of Halifax to get to Montreal. Uh, and we get to the hotel, and we already know a couple of people that had messaged us that told us that they were going to come into the city for the meetup. And one of them was was this guy. You know, we called him Kentucky. And as it turns out, he ended up being like completely like serendipitous. Like he had no idea where we were booking. He ended up in the same hotel as we did. And he drove from Kentucky to Montreal, which is a fucking drive. (laughs) First of all, he drove there to meet us, which we were mind blown uh, about this because Lag TV was still really young at the time. This was not that long into Lag TV. So we go, we meet him, and we find him in the same hotel. It's early morning. It's like nine o'clock in the morning at this point. We go up, we find out he's there, we find out his room number, we go up to meet him, go open the door, and here's this guy, he's probably about Jeff's height, I think he was about Jeff's height, 5'10", uh, but big Kentucky fucking he's boy. 5'10", motherfucker, I'm almost 6 foot, man. Okay, 5'10", 3 quarter. <laughs> I'm almost fucking 6 foot, man. <laughs> You're 37, you're 37, you gotta measure yourself, like me, I used to be 6'6", six, six. I still say that, but I'm more like 6'5", now. <laughs> That's what happens when you sit in a chair for fucking 15 years. It's just kind of what happens. But here goes Kentucky, and he's a big boy. Like, he's a big lad. Solid guy. Nice, nicest fucking guy. He's Kentucky, like the stereotype, you know, southern guy, but really, really nice dude. Uh, and we sit down, and we're chatting with him for for uh, for a bit. And uh, we brought t-shirts up. We had just our first round of those terrible fucking t-shirts that we sold. Sour and he, life. The Sour Boat Life, the Shit the Bed, all that stuff. I still, have, that those, stuff. I still yeah. have those upstairs Do you? in my closet. I think I lost mine. I don't know if I have mine anymore. Um, yeah. But uh, but he was the first, he, he got the first signed anything from Lag TV. And I have pictures of that. Uh, on the bed in the in the hotel room, we both signed it. Neither of us had a signature at the time. Like we literally didn't know what the fuck to sign on these shirts, and it was horrible because we were signing shirts on a bed. So it was so difficult to sign them. But we signed these shirts off. We get pictures with them, and whatnot, and we were just chilling in the hotel room. It was too early. We hadn't we didn't have any plans yet. And what he says, he just says, "Boys, you know, let's we gotta celebrate." And I, and and we're like, "All right, yeah, absolutely." What are you, what are you thinking? And he pulls out of his bag. A bottle of fuck, a full bottle of fucking bourbon. In Kentucky, obviously. So, like, proper Kentucky bourbon. Which is essentially, if you've never had Kentucky bourbon, it's gasoline. You could drive a car, if you tried hard enough, you could pour bourbon into your car, and you'd, you'd manage to get the car to move forward. So he pulls out this bottle of fucking bourbon, and we're like, yeah, fuck, we got some cups? Like, yes, we took the cups that, you know, they're in the hotel room, the plastic cups, whatever, took them off. We drank the whole fucking bottle of Kentucky bourbon at 9 o'clock in the morning. We finished it at like 10.30, quarter to 11. We we were sitting down, drinking this whole time. Jeff was sitting on the foot of the bed. I was sitting in one of the chairs of the room. Kentucky was sitting at one that was at like the computer desk, like pull-out fucking thing. And we were just talking, shooting the shit, and drinking bourbon. We finished the whole fucking bottle at that hour of the morning. And I hadn't drank that much alcohol probably my entire fucking life. And and I, like, just so much fucking alcohol. 
And again, like gasoline. And But I knew better than to stand up. Because if I stood up, I knew I was fucked. Like, I sit down for long enough to be okay. But I remember when he finally said it's time to go, I remember Jeff stood up quick. Jeff jumped to his feet. and Je- But Jeff's like a, a, like a third of a fucking bourbon bottle deep at 9 o'clock in the morning. And he got, was immediately like, Fuck! Duck! Shit! He was stumbling and falling on the bed and shit. Took him a while. We, we all of us, you know, first of all, Kentucky, who could have probably drank the whole bottle bottle, uh, bottle by himself, was fine. Yeah, he was fine. We yeah, were buckled. Fine. We were fucking buckled. It, and it wasn't even noon yet, and we were fucking buckled. And we leave the hotel together, and we ended up, like, bar hopping from fucking 12 noon until, like, 2 o'clock that morning, meeting up with Vans uh, in various capacities, ran into T-Diz at one point. You've all heard the story yeah, of, like, random, yeah. Him yeah. just showed up. We didn't know he was there. That was a fun trip, man. I had fun. I had fun on that. Trip. That was that was a fun trip. Yeah, it was a fun yeah, trip. Yeah, he, uh, Diz bought everyone Jagger bombs at the fucking karaoke. Jeff was standing on a pool table singing Enrique Iglesias at one point. Uh, uh fucking. And then Diz ran like ran off and came back. We saw him on the way back to the hotel. He had he had wax. He had no shirt. Wax. All over his body. I, I swear to God, it's like a fucking, it was he's like a the, guy, man. it's a mysterious individual, but he had disappeared. He had no shoes, no shirt, wax all over him, walking down the street. We were walking towards a hotel. We looked left up a hill at night. There was nobody else in the street at this hour. And there's a one, a lone figure walking down in like these backlit by the street lights. And all of a sudden you just hear, <laughs> you hear Pam, Pam. <laughs> Which is what he called Jeff. He just called Jeff Pimp. And he's Pimp! And he sounded distressed. And we were like, what the fuck is going on? Why is tr- why does Diz have no shirt? <laughs> no shirt, no shoes. And he's trying to describe to us. Like, he ended up... He ended up stumbling in after he left the bar with us, where Wasn't he, he like everyone rave or something. I don't know what the fuck well, he, he was doing. So he, so he left. He left the he left the bar that he was with with us, where he bought everyone Jagger bombs and he was hanging out for a bit. He left to go like to some other club that he heard about. As it turns out, he's by himself. Like only Diz would travel around Montreal by himself, fucking bar hopping. But he like goes into this random club. It turns out to be like a semi BDSM club. And they had like the everyone was taking their shirts off. Everyone he said he was he was describing it like Pimp. Everyone nobody had shirts on, and they all had wax, the candlesticks. And they were just pouring wax on everyone, and they were pouring wax on me, and it hurt like hell, Pimp. And I just had to get the fuck out. I don't know where my shoes are. I don't shirt, shirt. And so and so wax covered Diz, no shirt, no shoes, in the middle of Montreal, at two o'clock in the morning, and we were offered him to come back to the hotel because he had no shirt, no shoes, and he's like, Nah, I'm good. I know I got somewhere I'm going to go. And he left. Walked off into the fucking, like, into the sunset. We never fucking saw him again. And I, that was, honest to God, that was literally the last time I personally have seen Diz in person was that yeah, very uh, moment. Fuck. I think that might have been the last time I've seen him. I might have seen him once when he was here in Nova Scotia. <laughs> you know what? It, so, yeah, there was Kentucky, but there was another guy. I know who he is, but I won't say his name because I don't want to. Okay. I don't, you know, but... I think it was the same trip or it was another one. Yeah. I can't remember. But anyway, he came and he was acting. He was socially awkward. awkward. Okay. Yeah. And, and I was used, to, I'm used to that because I would go to a lot of gaming conventions and there's like, you know, a lot of, a lot of video game nerds and you know, they, they, they don't get out much and you, it's, it's much more frequent. Like, the, like it, it wasn't like out of the norm, but this guy in particular, 
and he's super nice guy. Like I, I he still pops into the stream once in a while. Like yeah, I yeah. see him like once every six months. And uh, super nice guy, very polite, like cool to hang out with. But just something was off, right? And I was like, I was thinking to myself, you know, is it something like maybe it's it's a crowd of people that like he just doesn't know. Maybe sometimes when like sometimes when people m meet me, and I'm not a celebrity or anything, but like you know, just from just from the past, sometimes they're like, "Oh my god!" Like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, they you know, yeah they I, get the I'm awkward used to little... watching you. Yeah, like I'm used to watching you, and like here you are, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. In, in my face and stuff like that. So I thought like, okay, maybe maybe it's it, it's not necessarily being starstruck, but it's like it's it's just like uh you know this is whoa this is really this is a different interaction than what I'm used to with the, with this guy. And we ended up we ended up going to see a movie, and we went to go see um, X Men. And I don't know if you were I don't know if you were at this one. I can't remember I, if this I, was. I don't think it was because I think this was the second time I went to Montreal because I no. think Kayla was there with me. Yeah, I don't. I, I never so, went back to Montreal. I don't think. Okay. But yeah, so so this guy, we go we go see this movie, and the whole time, like we're getting we're going into the movie, he's like sketched out like he's like looking around he's you know he's like like i'm 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 saying his name and he's he's kind of like you could tell like his mind was somewhere else mm. and we end up seeing this movie and 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 all is done and and um it we we were ended up by ourselves somewhere uh away from the crowd for a second and he said he said yo jeff man just just want to say like hey and like thanks for for you know for getting everybody together and stuff. He's like, I, 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 I've never done this before. And, and at that, I was like, I was like, yeah, man, no problem. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> and then he, he, you know, he told me, he was like, you know, where I was brought up. It's, it's very like, I don't think he used the word cult, but he used, he used, like he's, he was very sheltered. And right. He never been to a movie before, never been to a movie theater, never had gone to a bar, never had been around, large crowds of people it's like a jehovah witness or something maybe i i don't i didn't ask I yeah, didn't yeah, ask. yeah but super nice guy like fucking really awesome dude to chill and hang with but there was something off right i was like man well that would that would do making, it it all started making sense <laughs> yeah right and i was like yeah man i was like fuck bro like anytime we do this stuff come on out man like love to have you you've been great like yada 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 so i i think for him he, he was just like absorbing like all like all of the shit it was almost like watching one of those movies where, um, you know, like a, a superhero from another another planet like ends up on Earth and it's like Wonder a, a, Woman's a, boyfriend a gets water. brought exactly. bored. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's like a fish out of wa out of water. It's like, oh my god, this, well, <laughs> you know, sensory overload. I thought that was like, you know, that was one of the more memorable people. Yeah, that for I've sure. Met because it just left an impression on me, right? You know who else is memorable? And for similar reasons, but for like different, I think his handle was actually Fred Penner. Do you remember him? Of course, yes. Yeah. He looked, he had the long, he had like the Jesus hair long, and beard. Yes, he said, he big, long, fucking, huge, Like long actual, beard. like to his waist almost. Uh, and he said about four fucking words the entire time. Yeah. Super nice guy. Super nice guy. Four just words. Chilled. Yep. That was it. That was the show. I was just like, I just, he was like so fucking like, like he was so like eccentric. I, I don't know. <laughs>
It was like we, a we, fucking having a wizard there. It was it was like it was like <laughs> having fucking Gandalf the Grey. Yes. Just kind of watching over everybody, not saying anything, yeah, but enjoying true. it as well. It's just like he's just sitting there. And he was kind of cool. Him. He was kind of cool because like, he didn't say a lot, but he would also like he also kind of played like <laughs> we didn't like we asked him, but he kind of played like mini bodyguard where he was like checking other people out to make sure they weren't weird, which which felt ironic to me at the time. <laughs> Doing <laughs> time, but a super nice guy. But it's just so funny because just this wizard ass fucking beard, the long hair, the whole nine yards. Oh, it was funny. Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. So that was another one. But we've definitely met a few, uh, a few uh, uh, unique individuals. And but you know what? We, I, I will say this: I haven't had, we have I been haven't had a bad so experience. no, yeah. we have been so lucky. So many content creators have met like just some wild individuals. We had all the time that we went out back in the early 2010s and whatnot. We were very lucky. Everyone was was super nice uh, and and not like being super crazy weird about it. There was like one person I can think of that was like quasi, but it wasn't with us. It was like a tangentially related. Another person was involved. I've never I've never I've never said this. I don't even think I've said this to you. Maybe I did. Maybe I did. Dude, I didn't want to say this. (laughs) Okay. So when I went to Germany, okay, yeah, in 2014, right, I went I went to Germany to do some League of Legends thing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, I remember that. And there was an after party. Okay. And I went to this after party, and there was a girl there. That, oh no. That watched my streams, right? Okay. And there was a there there was a girl there, and she watched my streams, and I was hanging out like it, there was like it was it was it wasn't a club; it was more of like a pub. Uh, but they were doing karaoke and, and you know, the regular stuff. And at the time, I had lost all my luggage on the way out to Germany. So what I had to do is I had to go to stores. And I was only in Germany for two days. It was like I flew out. Yeah, you were there stay, back. I was I was gone. Yeah. So my luggage never actually got to me. So what the airline said is like, hey, we'll give you a stipend. Go out and buy clothes that you need so that you can fucking change and then bill us at the end. So anyway, um, I got to the club or the bar after filming the stuff and I was getting ready to leave literally the next day, but I didn't have any clothes. So I'm inside. I, I finally go there cause I was a little bit late. And then there was like almost a strip mall across the street. And there was like a store that was kind of like, um, Kind of like a Walmart, but it wasn't a Walmart. It was like a little bit nicer. I don't know if you ever heard of like a Siemens or Simons or whatever it's called. Simons, and yeah. Simons, yeah. Yeah. So it was it was very similar to to like Simons. So they had some yeah. clothes, but they were getting ready to close because it was getting it was getting late. So anyway, the, I get in there and there's the, the the girl that was there. She was like, "Hey, Maximus." I was like, hey, "Hello." And she was like, oh, "I watch your stream all the time, and he, this is my username and blah blah blah." I'm like, "Oh wow, okay, cool." Um, and everything was fine. And, uh, I have to go across the street to go get, to get some clothes. Cause I was just wearing, like, I don't even remember what I was wearing, but it wasn't like, a, I felt underdressed. So I yeah, went across yeah, yeah. the street and I'm looking for clothes and I get changed or I, I buy a few clothes. I go back to the club or the bar. I go into the bathroom and I change. I come back out and she's, she's like, almost like waiting for me as I, as I get out is a, so I, I get out and I kind of like, I see her standing there and she's with a friend 
and it was one of one of her girlfriends or whatever. So she's like, she's like, hey, it's me again. And there, there was like a little bit of food kind of sitting out. So I was like picking at little bits of food there, just finger food. Yeah. That they, that they had out. And then um, I have I have a beer. Um, we, we order a beer, and there's a bunch of us. Like you know, people are coming up. We're all oh, yeah. we're all talking and whatnot. So anyway, <laughs> I have a couple of drinks. Right, I go up, I do karaoke and stuff, and I'm kind of like doing my own thing, like. You know, but this, but this, this girl is is kind of like I don't shadowing say following you me around, but shad like shadowing to a degree. Like I almost can feel her presence. It's like wherever I'm going, she's like kind of. <laughs> if, I, if I go somewhere, like she's kind of over there. So anyway, I have a couple of drinks, uh, and I'm now I'm I'm going to sit down. I'm sitting down at, at at a table, and I'm talking to a few a few guys, um, just about League of Legends, and we're we're talking about Trendemir and all this other stuff. And um, then all of a sudden, like we're getting ready to go, and it's it's like it's getting late. People are starting to to clear out. This has been a couple hours in. And this girl, she comes up to me and she's like, "Hey, like uh, where are you staying?" I'm like, uh, "At the, at at a hotel." She was like, uh, "Do you want to come back to my place with me and my friend?" And I'm like, "For for what? Right? Like, you know." Uh, and she pretty much made it very clear that like we're going for a three way. <laughs> you, 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 and I'm like, I'm like, no, nah. I'm like, no, 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 no. I got to go. Like, you know, I, I was, I was nice about it, but like, you know, her and her German friend, they were from, they were from Germany. Like they, you know, they, and, and it was, it was awkward because when I got back and I got home, I never saw her in the chat, in the chat anymore. It was like Ugh. she was like a regular, and I didn't even know it was a girl. Like, but I knew the username. Yeah, and she yeah, told yeah. Me the username, and she was around all the time. Never saw her again. But Bruh. I could tell. I could tell, and I don't know. Here's the thing: I don't know if it was, if it was an an, an invite for a good time or an invite for a bad time. I, I don't. Yeah, I, you don't I, know. I, yeah, you don't know. I don't. I don't know. But you know, one way or another, the, the invitation got declined. But uh, you know, yikes. Yeah. That was uh that was an, another interesting that was probably the weirdest thing that 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 has transpired meeting <laughs> meeting people. But yeah. Oh, we got we got uh, I'd say in general we got pretty lucky. We uh we got pretty lucky with our shit. For sure. Uh let me see here. Get through a couple of these quick so that we can get on to StarCraft cuz I got to get out of here earlier than usual. So if you don't get your question answered, Save it for next week and uh, post it again. Um, let's see. <laughs> Dave, this is not a question, but David David uh, says, Hey, Jeff, you know, uh, I was thinking, uh, maybe you could take Kai to Florida to go to Legoland. What do you think? Please? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I, was I was telling my stream the other day. that Didn't I tell you about that, where Kai, where Kai was trying to finesse me to go to Legoland? Did I tell you that? Yeah, that's what that's like where this is of, coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were on the podcast. You told yeah, you told yeah. us about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, let's see. He did. He beat. He beat another video game. He beat um, Lego Marvel Superheroes. Now, now he's playing Lego Marvel. Uh, Lego Marvel Star Wars Super or something. Oh, Star Wars. Oh, Mar Marvel. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, they're usually all good games, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Pulse, oh, it's your, it's your account, Mr. Black. Pulsating, ripe, developing titties. 
Uh, one million cash today or 70k a year for the rest of your life? And does your uh, answer change if the amounts are taxable? One million today yeah. or yeah. 70k a year for the rest of your life? I mean, 70k a year for a number of reasons. Yeah. Not, yeah, not least I, of which I, is it's more inflation protected than the one million now because you're going to be getting it yearly, which means it's going to the, the dollar amount will not be quite as fucked as getting a million now. Uh, <laughs> it will give me a little bit more. Um, well, it doesn't really inflation protect it that well, but it's, it's better than just the one million, I think, still. But then it won't give you, like, it won't, it, it'll make sure that I don't spend it all in one, one place either. Like, <laughs> get the one million up front. Way more likely to yeah, blow all that shit. the rest of your life, like, unless you're only going to live for, like, another... Well, that's the other thing. Know, ten years. I mean, we're, not, we're young, we're young men. Million. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we're, I'm, I'm 37, you're 35. It's a it's lot like, of money. Yeah, dude, 70k a year? Easy. I mean... Yeah, I, I mean, I'd probably do it as low as like 40k a year, 50k a year. I'd take uh, that over a million bucks. Ace High asks, which was the stronger Oscar battle, Goodwill Hunting versus Titanic in 1998, or Forrest Gump versus The Shawshank Redemption in '95? Fuck! Imagine trying to pick between those when the time came. Holy fuck me! Yeah, I mean, I think the Shawshank Redemption one's probably a bit closer. I think so too. I think those two films are on a closer. Yeah. I mean, Good Bull Hunting is more or less like my favorite fucking movie of all time. But yeah. you were, you know, it's Titanic, for fuck's it's Titanic, sake. Bro. It's James Cameron. It's Titanic. Yeah, I mean, it's Titanic. It's Titanic. You know? You, you know, you can't really say like it's Good Will Hunting. Like you, you can, no, but it's not the same as saying it's Titanic. Yeah, not you know quite. What I mean, not quite the same <laughs> thing. Totally different beast. Uh, and then Zonix, Jeff, what's your favorite business book? Um, oh boy, I don't know if I have a favorite. Um, because I don't really read specific business books. I I read. Like, what kind of question is this? Or is it like a generic business question or any business related book? Like, you know, because there's real estate books, there's sales books, there's, you yeah, know, no, I think it's like, just, uh, I think it's just gen a general question if there was one that stands out. Um, I mean, dude, I, I know, I know a lot of people don't really like him. Um, but, um, I am a big fan. Uh, I think my favorite book, my favorite business book, Mr. Wonderful. Uh, no, it's no, no, no. Uh, my favorite, I think my favorite business book that really struck everything off is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I believe oh, that's, that a, that's a, that's a classic. Everyone should read that book. Everyone should just read that book. It's, yeah. it's short, but it'll change your, it'll change the perspective that you, you, you have. It's also money. done in like story form and not, you're not reading right. like a business textbook. It's not like it's very crazy digestible. technical. Yeah. Yeah. It's very digestible. But I would say um, a, a book that I always think about uh, when people ask me these questions is from a guy that, you know, some people don't really like, and I can see why. Uh, from It's it's from Grant Cardone, and mm -hmm. it's uh, called Sell or Be Sold. Right, yeah, yeah. It's a fantastic book. And yeah. it's a book about sales and how to close. And, it's, and, and what I like about it is he, 
he puts it out as, in a way, and, I, and the audiobook's great because he's got a good personality. He's very eccentric, and he's you know he can. It 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 makes it it's not a boring read, but um. And I don't even believe in all of his philosophies, like the way that he does certain things. I, I, I'm, I, it's not really my path, but he's got a lot of gems in there, and he can fucking sell. And, uh, and the thing is, is what I like the most about it wasn't even just about selling for business. Is he he goes into detail about how everything you're selling. So, for example, M, she wants kids. She wants to get married, right? Well. She's got to sell you on that idea or you got to sell her on the idea that like, hey, you know, I only want a small wedding or I only want this or I only want that. Or for me, my son has got to sell me on going to Legoland and I got to sell to him why we can't go or why we shouldn't go now. There's uh, there's a lot of different um, uh, philosophies that he kind of goes through about how everything you're being sold all the time on Virtually anything and everything from the shows you watch to the clothes you wear to the music you listen to. It might not be literally from a a, a sales pitch like monetary wise, but you're being sold a bag of goods. You're being sold a vision. You're being sold a, a whatever. And um, that was very enlightening because I never really thought of it like everything is almost like a business transaction. Even Even your relationships that you have – is, you know, yeah, it's not the healthiest to, to look at it as, you know, sell and be it, it, but, but the philosophy behind it, um, and how you can navigate and be a good partner, um, when somebody's trying to sell you things and how to interpret that and how to counteract that, um, or beat in the middle or get your way, um, kind of goes into a lot of that. So I, I think that book, the book is, is really good. And it's one that I always just, I think of. I listened to that book like maybe six or seven years ago, and uh, it still sticks with me. So I'll, I'll say Sell or Be Sold by Grant Cardone. Go check okay. that out. All right. Uh, let's see. I think we can do one more before we spin out of here for this week. What do we got here? One Uh, oh, well, this is one. This is from Jackie again, but uh, we will both have unique takes on this because I'm entering into it and, and you've gone uh, you've gone through it. Uh, asks, uh, any advice for people who are on the fence about having a kid? Let's just say that money isn't like part of the equation. Advice? Just general advice, I guess. Who are on the fence mm. about having a oh, kid. Oh, on the fence. So, like me trying but, to persuade but, you to have kids. Is that well, what I don't is? know about. I don't know. I don't know. It's about persuasion per se, but just okay. if you're on the fence about having it, you know, what are I don't know general advice or, or considerations. Yeah, I mean, I listen. If, if finances aren't a aren't a roadblock, yeah. a roadblock, so to speak, right? Because you know, when you have kids, it's not cheap, especially starting out. Like you got to mm. buy. You got to buy all the things, right? And um, it's a whole nother mouth to feed. And it's one that, like, you don't, you can't get rid of. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, yeah. Like, you, you know, you got you to gotta put them first. I think for me is, um, I think you have to evaluate 
and I'm only speaking from my behalf. Some people will agree or disagree. I don't really care. You're asking my for my opinion. I'll give it. Well, to you. it's parenthood. Um, Everyone is so fucking opinionated yeah. on it. Does it's the way it is. Yeah, it is what it is. I would say um, my biggest hurdles, my absolute biggest hurdles were t- were two things. Number one, it was financial. Right. I mean, I could have had kids years ago, um, like before I had Kai. Um, but I really wanted to make sure because of the career that I'm in that like, hey, you know, streaming goes away. Like, what the fuck am I going to do? Do I really like can I even, you know, handle having a kid uh, if I'm trying to do something? These are just the things that played in my head. But the biggest thing was is I was very selfish with my time. All I wanted to do was focus on work. And I just wanted, I like still being alone. I just, it's how I am. Like I could, I could leave the home all day and really, and just really not miss home. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I, that's how I am. Um, And I was, I was afraid that like, I will lose the ability to have me time and be able to kind of unplug and I was very selfish with my time. Like I wanted to put work before a child, right? And so I knew that like, hey, I'm still in this part of my career that if I have a child, I don't want to be a, an absent father. My dad was pretty absent in the majority of my life. He was there for the important stuff for sure. But I never had a dad that was like, I never had the, the type of dad you have, right? Yeah. Where it was like very homey. It was, you know, both parents are there all the time and, uh, not saying my childhood was miserable or anything, but like, you know, when you do, when you grow up without something, you want better for your kids or you even, even if you have everything, you just want better for your kids. And I knew that if I had a kid 10 years ago, that I was going to want to put my work before my child. And so it wasn't until I knew I was ready to let go of work some where I felt like, okay, I'm ready. Obviously, I had some pressures with with my wife because I kept telling her like, "Hey, couple more years. It's gonna be two more years. I mean, two more years, two more." Years. And it kept doing that. And so eventually, she got to the point where she was like, "No, I'm off birth control. I'm clamping down. You're busting all up inside." And it is what it is, right? It is it is what it is. But I was also ready at that point, and I think she knew I was ready. I just needed that kick because there's no matter what, it, it, it is for me. You're always gonna. You're always going to question if you're ready. And you just really don't know. <laughs> you know, everything changes. You just don't know. But if you have a good partner and you believe that, you know, that they're going to be a good mother or father um, and, and that they're going to be by your side and it's a, a team effort and, you know, the money situation's taken care of, you know what? You're going to get through it. And I'll tell you this. It hasn't been always peaches and rainbows. There's there's issues and there's things that come up and you you got to mold your life around the child and and that's but but you know what when you become a dad or a mom you're more than happy to do that. And it's like this instinct that just takes over that it's the best thing in the world. I would give my life away for my son. Without question. There is literally nothing in this world that I could trade for my boy. It doesn't exist. It's not, I'd give it all up in a second. Wouldn't even think about it. And it's the greatest thing ever. So yeah, I'm kind of 
pushing you towards having a kid if you're ready. Because whatever concerns that you have mentally, the benefits of having an offspring that's yours, that looks like you and sounds like you and has your mannerisms and 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 is there looking to you as you're a superhero and you're the only thing that matters there's no better feeling there is it's it changed your whole perspective on life whatever you thought you wanted before it's none of that i shouldn't say none of it matters but all that takes a back seat because it it it's minuscule in the comparison to what you've been you've been blessed with so if you're in a financial position, you can take care of a child and you've got a loving uh, family that 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 is ready to receive this blessing in your life, go for it. And it will be challenging, but my God, it's rewarding. Have a kid. Well, I don't have much else to add to that. I mean, that's pretty much where it is. If money, like for, for Am and I, up to this point, financial is the big has been the biggest roadblock. That's pretty much been it. Uh, and getting ourselves into a home and whatnot. I know I never wanted to have a child before being in a home. Uh, I didn't want to have to like move a whole bunch of times after having a kid or anything like that. I wanted them to have space to themselves, all this, all this stuff, have their own place to be. So, you know, it was just, it was, it was most of it's just money. So, uh, if money is not a thing and, you know, and, well, my question, my question would be, or the thing that, that I would say to think about is that if, because money is not the thing, if it's off the table, and you're still on the fence, what's, what's holding you on that side of the fence? Like, if there's still something left over, you, you got to explore whatever the fuck that is, uh, and, and find out. Because I am, I am definitely in, in the camp for, uh, for having kids, you know, when you're ready, and, and and when I say when you're ready, like Jeff would say, like is true. You're never truly ready, but truly ready. you know what yeah. I mean when I say you're ready. Like there, you're, there are some boxes that you can definitely check when you off. Hold your when, when that child comes out and you hold your child, you're yeah. ready. Yeah, you you just make yourself ready. It's just yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. But the but the so like beyond that, you know, yeah, you got to ask yourself what it is because I'm all I'm all for it. I'm all for having kids and whatnot, but I'm also, I'm also all for people not having kids for the sake of having kids because yeah. there are, there are, in my estimation, there are more people walking around out there right now that had uh, parents that that had them when they weren't ready or didn't really want kids and didn't have like this epiphany moment holding their child that were then not uh good parents and they end up being not great people and it perpetuates you know a bad you know cycle um that we see all the time and so a you know odds are th but this is how i phrase this odds are if you're asking this if you ask yourself at this point in life the question man am i really ready you're probably ready probably ready because you're yeah. mature enough to ask yourself the question am i ready that means that you're putting in thought uh, and being earnest about it, which means you you are probably there. It's just you know you just have to take that last leap uh, of faith with you know as many things as you can have you know be stable and then just off to the races you go. Uh, but you know that's 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 it. Jeff pretty much nailed everything else. And with that, it's the end of a podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're gonna get out of here. We're gonna do some Starcraft so I can get Dam to work early, so she can deal with uh, all this other bullshit uh, staffing issues. 
Uh, and so uh, we will leave you with that. Thank you very much for uh, being with us this week. Hopefully you enjoyed yourselves. And until we uh, see you guys next week, stay safe out there. Have a good one. And peace. Hey, yes. Thank you.